0: Everybody. Welcome back to America's Game, episode number 25. I am Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter, at Eric Vanek NFL. And I am also joined once again by my co-host, my friend, Scott Connor. Scott, what's going on, man?
1: Eric, another episode. Got a lot of good feedback about last week's episode, and we're going to make this one even better as yep. we go through and cover basically every player you've ever heard of from the nfc so glad to be here Uh, really enjoyed doing last week's episode uh, except for about the last half hour where i was basically dead at that point uh had covid right in the middle of doing it so i was really really struggling i'm better this week so ready to rock with some national football conference dynasty stashes
0: nice well hopefully mr fauci got you ready for this week after uh, your battle with covid
1: there I'm stronger than ever now that I've had it twice
0: <laughs> well that's good I'm glad you have your natural immunity oh, are you ready for this one man how about um how about your uh your week seventeen uh fantasy you got some uh, championship games this week how uh, how many are you in how many did you make are you gonna have uh are you gonna win all the money what's going on
1: i'm not gonna win all the money I actually lost uh Lost about as many as I won over the last couple of weeks. I got, um, I think I said I had 40 teams in the playoffs and I had 20 buys. So basically in week uh, 16, I had to play for another, you know, 20 spots basically. And uh, I ended up winning eight of those 20 that I didn't get buys in. I ended up advancing. So of the eight plus the 20 that I had buys, I had 28 semifinals last week. Uh, and I made 16 finals, so basically a little over 50. percent
0: That's
1: good. So 16 finals, but you know, you kind of think you can make more. You know, I I, I think you'd probably say 50 50 is good, but you know, you yeah. always kind of look at your teams and say, oh, I wish I could probably get like 60 70 percent of my teams in. But honestly, I'd say the only biggest disappointment that I say this year is that two of my top maybe five teams got knocked out. The ones, if you'd have told me, like, there's no way these teams don't make the championship, you know? And they, they got knocked out either in the quarterfinals or they got knocked out in the semifinals. But shit happens. So there's a lot of randomness, especially with last week's weather. Like, yeah, some of those same players from last week, I would have said, are ready to smash this week because they're back in a dome or good weather. But last week, they really got impacted. So, yeah, just a lot of variance and uh, just hope everything lands where it lands. Nothing you can really do.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I made the playoffs in 21 total leagues. I'm in the finals of 11 of them. So, pretty good ratio for me. I'm happy with that. There's some leagues, like our NFL league, where I had made the Super Bowl like two years in a row or three years in a row. I missed out. I lost in the cam- conference championship game this past week. Just my guys laid an egg. Kind of disappointing on that one. A couple of my other leagues I wish I would have got in, but... I'm not going to complain about being in uh 11 finals. I'm in my my main home league that um I've been in since high school. Never won it. I'm in the championship game this week and that one, so I I'm really looking forward to winning that one. I've got some lineup decisions I got to make. I'll probably talk to you offline about and see what you think and and go from there, but yeah, I'm uh excited for this final week and then hopefully a uh, a break. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, yeah.
1: it. You say that. And then like in a month, I'll kind of wish we had the lineup grind back. Cause I do enjoy the weekly, you know, the, the weekly sit start stuff with the injuries and kind of piecing your lineups together, but it does become a grind week to week to just make sure, especially as you get towards the end of the week with the inactives and players being ruled out on Saturdays and even players on Sundays that you don't necessarily expect to be in or out, then they're in or out. So I think I end up setting lineups, like four or five times during the week, but you'll miss it when it's not here, but yeah, I get it. It's definitely a grind. It's definitely, uh, if you want to be damn near perfect and not, you know, how many leagues do we see where somebody left an injured player in and stuff? Like, I think both of us pride ourselves on rarely, if ever letting that kind of shit happen. And that's, I think an edge, especially if you're playing with a bunch of people that play in a ton of leagues. So
0: yeah, I'm ready for the break. It's funny. I still see people doing that in, in playoff games, leaving people in lineups that they should. not it's like,
1: how? Yeah. No, I, it happens. I mean, it's happened to me, I think, twice this year where I've had an injured player that I left in. Mm. And even just two out of, God, how many lineups have I set this season? Thousands, you know what I mean? Like, even two examples over a 17-week period, like... I'm, if talking, didn't...
0: I'm talking in actual playoff games.
1: Like... No, I know. No, I know. I'm yeah. saying it, when it happens to me, even two times yeah. throughout the year, just and I think both times it really didn't even end up mattering that much, like in right. week, a random week six or something like that. But it even grinds my gears when I fuck that kind of stuff up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I see yeah. people doing it in the semifinals, I'm like, really? You know, you yeah. left Derrick Henry in your lineup in the fucking finals, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, um, you know, the Thursday games, like, I'm going to not call him out on it, but, like, me and uh, Barry are going for the 101 in our USFFL league, and he left Malik Willis in last night. I'm like, I messaged him this morning, I'm like, well, thanks for the Christmas gift. I mean, you didn't really have to leave Malik Willis in for me, but, uh,
1: yeah, it happens. I yeah, I mean, could have just missed it. I mean, it does yeah. happen. It does happen, yeah. but. Yeah, he
0: said he got busy and stuff, so I get it, but, yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at his bench. He didn't have another quarterback to play, so he would have had to just play another random player right. off his bench. But yeah, no, I get it. It's definitely one of those where if he loses by, you know, he loses by 10 points, he'll be kicking himself that he didn't throw somebody from his bench in. Even if it's a, you know, a random guy that you're not sure if you're going to get anything out of. Like, he has Hayden Hurst on his bench. I would have rather played him in a two PPR, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, for so. sure. All right, well, are you ready to uh, get into the NFC grind here, man? NFC, yep. All right, so here we go. We're going to start here with the, uh, with the NFC. We're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. So quarterbacks, uh, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Will Greer are their three quarterbacks on their roster right now. Uh, not seeing uh, anybody on the practice squad, and I don't believe they have anybody that was uh, injured on the IR, but yeah, it's pretty straightforward here. Um, I still like really like Dak. I think he's probably the back end of the elite guys, probably like in the nine to ten range. I think you know, guys like Trevor Lawrence probably I would take Trevor Lawrence above him now. Um, I think you could have a debate between him and Kyler, but I think most people would probably still take Kyler, but yeah, would you agree with, with Dax probably still a top 10 guy and then Cooper rush and rule Greer, those guys are, you know, I'm not interested in having those guys on any of my rosters.
1: Yeah. I think he's probably QB 11. If you put him behind Kyler, I think most people would still take Lawrence fields, Watson, those guys ahead of him. So yeah, I think QB 11 for Dak. And, yep, Cooper Rush. I've cut all my Cooper Rush. N- nothing on this team other than Dak that I'm interested in. So cut, you can cut. A lot of people probably still have Cooper Rush on their teams. And, yeah, that he's definitely one that's gone. He stinks.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he had a couple decent games there. Uh, kept them afloat. But for fantasy and stuff, like, it wasn't a guy that you ever wanted to play. So he's just, uh, just an okay backup, but nothing you, you ever want to keep. Uh, running back, so we got Tony Pollard and Zeke. I know Pollard is a free agent at the end of the year. Zeke obviously still on that big contract. Uh, Malik Davis, who played last night, he actually looked uh, pretty good in a couple of his carries. A guy that me and you talked about during the offseason. Um, I kind of found him just, you know, he was one of their guys that they had uh, brought in from undrafted free agency and nobody was really talking about him. Nobody even really knew about too much about him. He was on Florida's team, so he was with Damian Pierce there. Um, and that was another guy who didn't really get much talk about was Damian Pierce. So Malik Davis being there, he came on. He looked uh, pretty good in preseason, and he's looked pretty good um, in his few times that he's gotten on the field this year. So Malik Davis, definitely a guy I want to keep. I think he should be on all fantasy rosters going forward. Um and he has a shot to be the backup on this team next year if they don't bring in anybody in Pollard Walk. So definitely like Malik Davis a lot. Uh Quadre Olison, who they also brought in from the Falcons after um he got cut at the final cutdowns. Um Olison hasn't really done too much. I think we've seen Olison. He's just um you know, he's like a four-six, four-seven running back. He doesn't have much burst. Um uh, just a power runner, nothing special. Uh, probably a guy who's on every single waiver wire, so not interested in him right now. And then looking at uh, practice squad, nobody. And then on the IR, they do have uh, Rico Dowdle, um, who's been on IR for three years now. I think, I think Dowdle's done. I'm I'm done picking him up. Um, if you're on the IR for two, three years straight, I'm just yeah, I'm not interested anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I still have a couple of Rico Dowdle shares, but yeah, he's probably at the very, very bottom tier of the guys you'd be interested in keeping. Malik Davis is definitely a keep. Uh, I'll see people definitely think about cutting him just because they figure, uh, well, Dallas is going to bring somebody else in. I think this is the first example today where you you pick up Malik Davis as he's out there. There's zero expectation that he ever does anything, but he's a guy that's also on a rookie contract that played as a rookie and has a really, really high likelihood of making the roster next year, even if Dallas brings in somebody else or two other guys. Mm
2: -hmm. Like, I can
1: see them drafting a guy and bringing in a veteran. And Malik Davis is going to have to earn his roster spot. But who cares? Like, he's one of the guys where you go, okay, he could be the last running back on my team, but he's a rookie and he's already under contract. So he's already providing a lot of that value that a team would want from a veteran running back, like a cheap body. He's already doing that. So as long as he continues to progress, he's definitely a guy you want to keep. So really it's just him, Pollard, Zeke. Pollard's an unrestricted free agent. Zeke's contract's still a little complicated to where it's not like too cost prohibitive for them to get out of, but it's just nothing, nothing at all points towards Dallas has done with Zeke. So it almost feels like he's just going to see out the rest of his deal. They're going to replace Pollard with probably a guy in the draft or free agency. And uh, yeah, I mean, that. It is what it is. I, I do think there's a chance that the market for Pollard isn't as high as Tony Pollard wants it to be. Doesn't mean Dallas is going to bring him back, but, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he accepts some sort of deal where it's like three year, 18 million or something like that. He stays in Dallas and they're like, yeah, well, you might be the guy after Zeke leaves, you know, they might even sell him on something like that. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't shock me if they kept Pollard, which would piss a lot of people off, but I think it's possible.
0: I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if he went back there, just because he has proven, even in this role that he has right now, he can be a weekly fantasy RB2 for you.
1: No, him and Zeke are actually complement each other pretty good. So, like, I, if you could, if you could bring them back without really denting your cap room, I think they would do it. You know, I think it's more of, do I really want to pay two running backs open market contracts? That's the thing is, yeah, I have no issue with the way they're using them. I have, Really, you can't complain as a fantasy manager of either one. Like, mm-hmm. you probably don't want Zeke getting 25, 30 touches a game, but you mm-hmm. don't want Pollard getting that either. So I think it's a nice committee. It's just it's going to be expensive to keep, like, keep it intact.
0: Right. I agree. All right. On to the wide receivers now. Obviously, C.D. Lamb, you know, top five dynasty wide receiver right now. Uh, Michael Gallup, who just recently signed the new deal last year. Uh, coming off of the ACL surgery, started to come around the last couple weeks or so. Um, I think Gallup will be back to full health starting next year. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more from him than we have. Noah Brown, um, he kind of just, you know, he was like a seventh round pick for them a couple years ago. Uh, actually, in 2017, he was a seventh round pick. And he's just kind of stuck around and made his way up the depth chart as you know, slowly as possible, basically. And uh, finally had his time this year um, after Cedric Wilson left and a couple of these other guys have left. Uh, but Noah Brown's he's actually had some nice games this year. I'm guessing he's a free agent just because if he was drafted in 2017, probably a free agent by this point. Um, I think... Probably a roster clogger, but he may be just like a step above. Kind of just depends on if they bring anybody else in. Um, they brought in James Washington. They brought in Jalen Tolbert, and he was better than those guys. So, you know, who's to say that, you know, he hasn't beat out another two guys that they bring in this offseason? So that's just, uh, you know something to think about he could be a roster clogger but he could be just a spot above it uh ty hilton who they recently just signed that's a roster clogger i don't want him uh james washington has not done anything all year it was on ir all year uh he's a roster clogger not interested in Cavante turpin is just a a very good special teams player uh don't want anything with him on my rosters uh jalen tolbert that's an interesting one i i've Think we both agree that he's probably a roster Clogger has not done a damn thing But is that a guy that you still even Want to hold on to um, You know just with a third round draft Pick at all or are you just willing to already Cut bait on him Practice squad Donterio Drummond Uh He's, he's okay, but obviously not going to keep him on my rosters. Uh, Antonio Callaway is on their practice squad. Speedster that played for Cleveland there for a few years. A couple other teams not interested in him. Dennis Houston, who had a couple um, good preseason games. Um, just a guy to keep an eye on the radar, but I'm not holding on to him right now. And then Simi Fajoko is on the IR right now. That's a guy that's been around since you know 2020, I believe. Not a guy that I'm interested in, hasn't gotten on the field, hasn't shown anything at all, so I'm cutting him everywhere. And I believe that is it on the wide receiver. So what do you got?
1: So Michael Gallup can be traded, and the Cowboys would only eat $2 million in dead cap, when that would alleviate them paying him $13 million next year and would save some cap space. So I'm not saying they would do it, but you never know in this wide receiver market, if they're going to draft a receiver, if they're going to bring in another receiver and they wanted to kind of free a little roster space there and allocate money a little differently, they could trade Gallup potentially. I don't know if there would be any sort of market for them, but they could. Uh, C.D. Lamb, obviously you know what C.D. Lamb is. Um, Every other receiver on Dallas, if it says Dallas by their name, I'm cutting them. Jalen Tolbert cut, everybody Noah Brown cut. Noah Brown's a free agent, TY Hilton's a free agent, James Washington's a free agent. I can't see any of those three coming back. Maybe Noah Brown resigns like cuz he's resigned before. You know, he's already signed there one time, so maybe there just literally is no market for him, but I'm guessing he's been good enough this year where he suckers some team into giving them, you know, 3-4 million a year or something like that and he he leaves Dallas, but mm-hmm. yeah, roster clogger. So I think the Dallas receiver room is going to look a lot different next year. It's probably Lamb and Gallup. And I'm you know, raised big on them saying he he thinks that they are going to draft a guy, too. And I kind of agree with what this depth chart looks like. Like they're a prime candidate to take a first or second round receiver. So I think you're definitely going to see a high-end draftee go to Dallas. And on my wide receiver show, when I talked about the roster cloggers, Gallup was one of those guys that's kind of right on the fringe. Like, he's worth having, but if you could turn him into a second, I'm going to like what my options will be with a second for a guy like that, because he's not a difference maker. He's never been, like, a high-target guy, you know? Like, he's, even when Cooper was there and when they had an injury, he was never a guy that was like, he's getting 10 targets a game, you know? So, he's like a 100-target-a-year type player. So, if you could get a second for Gallup, maybe when, uh, you know, Noah Brown leaves or there's any sort of like pump up for Gallup that he's healthy. He'd be a guy that I would sell because there's going to be other options.
0: Yeah, I like that for sure. Especially if if they do draft somebody, if they get one of the top three receivers in the draft, that'd be nice. Any of the three: Quinton, Addison, JSN. I'd be happy with uh, any of those three. There, I think that'd be a nice addition.
1: Mm-hmm. And Gallup's probably crushed. I don't think that changes Gallup's role at all, but in the eyes of the community, no one will want him at that point, you know, like he'll be an afterthought. So,
0: so you think before the NFL draft, you want to try and trade Gallup probably if you can.
1: Yeah. And you can't be greedy. Like, you know what? The funny thing is there's a chance Dallas doesn't draft the high receiver and they believe in Gallup. I don't think that's true, but there's a possibility, but I think you got to just kind of take what you can get for Gallup. If you can get a 24 second, I think you would just smash that just out of process
0: basically any if you get any second just any
1: second yeah i mean if the 25 like fine but yeah any second if you can get for Gallup, that's one of those where i think i can replace him with uh, the lowest end of threshold receivers you know like for even cheaper so it just doesn't make sense to hold him you know that type for a second
0: Hmm. all right on to the tight ends now probably the best tight end room in the nfl right now uh, with Dalton Schultz leading the way, obviously he got franchise tagged, looking to get a big deal from them. Is it possible he gets a big deal from them and re-signs? Yes. Is it likely? I'd probably put it at, like, 30-70 that he resigns. 30 being that he re-signs back. Because they have two other guys behind them that are, you know, rookies that did really good. They drafted Jake Ferguson in the fourth round. And Ferguson, I can argue is just as good as Schultz, if not, you know, tads, you know, ninety percent of of Schultz. So I really like Jake Ferguson. I think if he's out there on any waiver wires right now, even in some, you know, start uh, your twenty-eight man roster leagues, and you got one tight end, you start one tight end, one point five premium. Ferguson's probably a guy I wouldn't mind having as like my third or fourth tight end on those kinds of teams. Uh, Peyton Hendershot, another guy that um, really came on and had some good weeks this year too. I think him and Ferguson, if Schultz does uh, leave, will battle for the tight end starting tight end spot. But I think both guys are going to have a role. So I like both of them want to have pieces of both of them on my teams. Really like both of them. Uh, Sean McKeon, who they had a couple years ago, brought him in. Good blocker, but nothing special there. Not too interested in him. And then looking at uh, practice squad guys, nobody, and I don't believe they have anybody on the IR as well. So go ahead and talk about these tight ends.
1: Well, you mean you nailed the you nailed the breakdown with uh, Hendershot and Ferguson. I think the narrative is starting to become the Schultz resigning would be a waste when they can just plug in these two and essentially get the same type of quote-unquote talent. Uh, out of the tight end spot that they had with Schultz, you know, with just platooning those two. I I think that's probably easier said than done. But, you know, the other thing is that Schultz already got franchise tagged last year. And I believe the tag for a tight end last year was like 11 million-ish. It's going to be a little more this year. So, I mean, they could technically franchise tag him again. And it wouldn't be a ton more. It's probably going to end up being like 13, 14 million. And I don't know if they would do that, but you never know. Wouldn't shock me if they don't have anything else to use that tag on. Or, you know, I, I actually think that at least hearing Ray talk about this and some other Cowboys fans, like, I think there might be a higher chance than you think that they keep Dalton Schultz. They value him higher than the league values him, which is maybe that's a Dallas thing, but. Like if I'm if I'm them, I'm letting Schultz hit free agency. If someone else wants to pay him fifteen million a year, go for it. He's not a special player to where it's like I gotta lock him up, you know? But if Bad. I can get him on like Tyler Higby's deal, which was like three year, nine million a year, something like that, he's probably worth even more than that. But if I can get him on like a modest, fair deal that's less than what the franchise tag would be for another year, like I'd consider giving him like a three year deal but it does feel like you're wasting a little money there's going to be other tight ends out there that you think could probably do the same thing as him but you can't you can't you can't draft or just add the chemistry that he's had with Dak you know what i mean like he does have that there's no guarantee that anybody mm-hmm. they bring in has that so but yeah i'm interested in the other two for sure for that reason they're they're both decent profiles too so it's not like you're just trying to buy the next Dallas starter you're buying the next Dallas starter that has a decent profile too both of them do
0: yeah and you know, like you said, you can't buy the chemistry, but man you you can't really waste all that that money on a tight end when you have two guys who are behind them that can really do the same job you know there's comes a point on your roster where you gotta you gotta prioritize a couple spots like they're already paying the running back astronomical money compared to everybody else you don't want to pay the tight end astronomical money compared to everybody else too. Like you got to
1: I mean, if you could only keep one guy, who do you resign Pollard or Schultz for just the way they want to run their offense? Who do you think I, would be more harder to replace?
0: I think harder to replace is Schultz because I think running back is very replaceable, but I think I'd rather have Pollard over Schultz because I already have two guys who I think are just as good. If not, 90% of what Schultz could give me.
1: And Pollard will be cheaper. Nobody's and paying Pollard a running back like 10 million a year. So I think and, yeah. I think you can use you can use that against Pollard and be like we could get him cheaper than what Schultz probably we have to pay him. Right. I mean, could you see I mean, this probably wouldn't be awesome, but could you see them going after A Instead of drafting a receiver, could you see them going after like an Evan Ingram or a or someone like that, a more athletic guy, and just using Hendershot and Ferguson as kind of like the blocking tight end? Instead of drafting a receiver in the first round, they go get somebody like that, and it gives them another kind of like... Because Evan Ingram is basically like a slot receiver. You know, like he's not a real tight end. You need another tight end there to play like the actual tight end role. But But you can maybe... I'm just I'm just ballparking this. I think a guy like Ingram and Gasecki will be valued because you know what? You can use them like a receiver. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to pay them wide receiver money. Right. Now, I mean, I'm not saying they're as good as, you know, DK Metcalf or T. Higgins. They're not the same thing, but you can you can essentially get Evan Ingram for probably 10, 12 million a year. Whereas if you want to go get a good slot receiver, you're paying double that. Right. And then you can still use your other tight end. I, that's just assuming they don't want to draft a first round or a second round receiver. But I could see them going that route to where you think that'd be an upgrade if they got like Evan Ingram over Schultz?
0: Or is I just a it's different like, style? Yeah, it's a different style. I think it's kind of just a wash, to be honest. Right. I mean, I kind of thought like even like a Foster Moreau could even do the same thing and that might be cheaper than Schultz too.
1: But I mean, why even pay a guy like Foster Moreau? Is he that much different than Hendershot or Ferguson?
0: Yeah, that that's that's my my whole point is you might as well just stick with uh Hendershot. So you're going
1: dirt cheap at tight end then basically and just letting these rookies go.
0: Yeah. And just let let Schultz go and I'll let play Ferguson and Hendershot. Um and I mean they've had success drafting these tight ends. They drafted Schultz. Um They had Jarwin, you know. Jarwin was good there until he got his injuries, and that kind of screwed him. And then now they just drafted two more guys um, that are pretty good, you know. So, so what if they uh, let Schultz go?
1: What if they let Schultz go, but then they draft like Dalton Kincaid in the second? What does that mean for the other two?
0: I I think they're just in their similar roles that they played this year. And then if Kincaid can kind of take over the Schultz role, he will. Um, He's going to have to prove it. But, yeah, yeah it, it's an interesting idea for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, we're on pace for the three-hour mark, so I'm loving that. <laughs> Get one the-
1: team in and we're at 27 minutes. Good job. Uh, yeah, nice job, Scott.
0: All right, quarterbacks for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, definitely a guy who has shown me a little bit this year that he's not as bad as I thought he was. Uh, so kudos to him on that one. Uh, I think that's a lot to do with Brian Dable's coaching and, and Mike Kafka's offensive calling play calling uh, has really helped Daniel Jones. So I know he's a free agent. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. I think pretty good possibility that they re-sign Daniel Jones or franchise tag him. So interested to see if, if that does happen. And they need to obviously get him some weapons. We'll get into the weapons here in a few minutes. Um, but, yeah. Uh, he's definitely improved this year for me. Tyrod Taylor, his backup. I think Tyrod is still, you know, one of the better backup quarterbacks in Dynasty. I, the guy I would probably still hold on to. I think you may have cut him in a spot or two, but I think he's still a guy that I would hold on to. I'm not, um, not against having Tyrod. I think he, if he had to come in, he could get you some points still. Uh, practice squad, Davis Webb is still on there. Davis Webb looked pretty good in the preseason and played pretty well there. Um, I was almost calling for him over Daniel Jones at one point. Uh, I'm going to eat my words on that one because Daniel Jones uh, proved me wrong this year. So, But Davis Webb is just a, a good third quarterback, nothing special. Um, he's only going to come in if basically the guys in front of him get hurt. So not going to be a guy I want to roster. But your thoughts on the Giants quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, this is another spot with Daniel Jones that uh, is going to be impactful in the quarterback market because they're going to have to make a decision on him. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Doesn't make sense to franchise tag him because then you're going to end up paying him, you know, 40 plus million or whatever the tag ends up being. It's not going to be cheap. I mean, the quarterback tag last year was 30 million. It's going to go up quite a bit this year. So it's probably going to be closer to like maybe 35 ish, but like, you really want to guarantee him thirty-five million, even if it's one year, because that you know when you tag a quarterback, it kind of pisses a quarterback off too. So, like, I don't know if that's the route they want to go, but uh, he's obviously a candidate for them to tag. Uh, Tyrod Taylor actually signed a two-year contract with the Giants, so he's still under contract with the Giants, and I think that was part of the the plan was to sign him as kind of a contingency to Daniel Jones. Like, if they lose Daniel Jones, because let's say they don't tag him. And then they say, oh, we're going to try to bring Daniel Jones back. But then free agency starts him and Barkley are in the same boat. If they don't resign them, then or franchise tag them, which I would think they would tag one of the two just to make sure they can't walk. But if they don't free agency starts, anybody can call those guys and be like, hey, we're going to offer you a spot. You know, I think if we talked about it in the discord, if Barkley were to get a call from like the Dolphins or the Chiefs or something like that. I think he listens, you know, and I think if Daniel Jones, I definitely think Daniel Jones will get tons of calls if he doesn't get kept. And I wouldn't blame Daniel Jones if he went to a team that had good weapons, you know, even if it's slightly less money, if they said up to is retiring, Daniel Jones would come to Miami. I, I think he might even take less money to go to a team that had a a decent line in the tons of weapons. You know what I mean? He's never had that in New York. So, I mean, it's not a, a slight on New York, but I don't know. This will be a fascinating one. There's like three or four quarterback spots. We talked about some last week with Tennessee and the Raiders, but I think the giants is another one. Cause at the same time, if the giants don't have Daniel Jones, I'm guessing you want, you're going to want whoever their quarterback is, right?
0: Yeah. Depending on who it is. I mean, they don't they got to get the weapons.
1: Right, I mean, but do you do you trust that they're going to get the weapons?
0: God, I hope so cuz it's pretty fucking bad.
1: No, it is. It's definitely bad. But I just I think it's one of those things you mentioned with dayball, like whoever they do get, you probably will like the situation just pending that they get the weapons around them, you know? But like it's one of those those places where I think people are going to like whoever the quarterback is. So, yeah, I, I I've cut Tyrod in a couple spots, but I've also kept him in a few. And I think there is a small chance if the Giants don't keep Jones and they end up drafting a rookie, like if they draft like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, that Tyrod starts. Maybe the whole year. Probably not the whole year, but... Because honestly, if it's a rookie behind Tyrod, you know he's getting injured at some point. Yeah, he's going to get his lung poked. Something's going to happen, but... The point is, I think they kept him for this reason. Hey, if we can't keep Daniel Jones or his demands are too high, you'll start. You'll be our bridge quarterback, and we'll have to draft a guy. I would rather see them keep Daniel Jones and use their draft picks on weapons. But, you know, we'll see. If they don't tag him, there's a chance that he says, you know what, I'm hitting the market. I had a good year. I took a shitty Giants team to the playoffs, and I was pretty efficient. I didn't make a lot of mistakes. I corrected a lot of the things that people knocked me for. I'm going to listen to see what, you know, because there's going to be, what, 15 open jobs once free agency gets here? Like, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to follow. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely keeping Tyrod for that reason now because there's a shot he might start some games.
0: Right. I agree. All right, on to the running backs now, Saquon Barkley. We talked about him. Uh, He's a free agent this year as well. Do they franchise tag him? Do they sign him to a bigger deal? I think more than likely he ends up back with the Giants somehow. So that's kind of what I'm thinking with Barkley. But there is a chance that he could go somewhere else. I I don't know if he even hits the open market, to be honest. I think he would get franchised. Well, who's
1: more likely to get tagged, in your opinion, Jones or Barkley? Honestly, I think Barkley. Interesting. Do you think that comes down to which one they think they can sign easier to an extension? Because ideally, I think they try to sign one and franchise the other, or they try to just re sign both before the season ends.
0: Yeah, I think they want to try and re sign both uh, before the season ends. I just don't know how likely that's going to be, but we'll see. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you're Barkley, what are you, if you're Barkley, are you wanting McCaffrey's McCaffrey's contract at the floor? Probably, Probably, yeah. And and you, really, gonna, you really think the Giants are gonna hand Barkley a four year seventy million dollar deal for a freaking running back?
0: And that's why I think they're gonna franchise him because they
1: he's not gonna want, you know, their deal. So I mean, I think, would you give a running back a deal like that? No. Uh, I just like pretty. Dynasty. There's no way I wanna project he's gonna right. be around for four. That's why years. I
0: think he they he's gonna get the franchise. Plus it'd be cheaper to franchise him. Yes. Uh then it went Daniel Jones, obviously by a mile. And then, you know, try and you know, talk to Daniel Jones. You you had your best year of your career with us, with this system. We want you back, so I think there's, you know, he can work out a kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater two-year, sixty million, maybe fully guaranteed deal, something like that. So,
1: yeah, I can see that. I think their their cap does make it a little a little tricky to to do like a front-loaded deal where they give him a bunch of guaranteed money. But mm-hmm. I think if they tell him, hey, we're going to keep Saquon. We want to sign you, and then we want to use our draft picks to build up our weapons. I can see where where Daniel would want to stay there. Mm. And then we uh, it's all about nothing, and they basically just keep the same team together. But we'll see. It's interesting because Daniel Jones was not their guy. I bet you there's a lot of people there that probably went into this year thinking, yep, this guy's going to be done after this year. I know. That was my thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But sure. he'd be done. You thought he'd be on the bench by like week three. I I was the one who dug the fucking grave.
0: Yeah, no, you I thought he
1: you thought he might not even start out of the the start of the season he was that. Bad. I was right. pre you were calling for Tyrod.
0: Yeah, I was, for sure. I, and he should have. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: All right, yeah. anyways, Saquon, uh Matt Breida. uh guessing Breda is probably a free agent as well. Gary Brightwell, who they brought in in 2021 as a draft pick. He'll be in his third year of his rookie deal. Uh, You know, with Breida, that's just a guy. He's he's a running back. That's a body I'll just keep on my rosters. Uh, Nothing too special there. Brightwell isn't special either. I've seen him on some waiver wires. Outside of deep leagues, I think you can cut him. Not too interested in him. And then looking at practice squad jay sean corbin is still there a guy that me and scott both did like um this preseason he just no there hasn't been any injuries barkley hasn't really got hurt breeda brightwell never got hurt so corbin really never got like a full shot at all so definitely a guy i'm still going to hold on to in my deeper leagues for sure and then looking at the injured players i am not seeing any running back so go ahead uh with breeda and the rest of those guys
1: no, I think you nailed it. I, I I don't care for Gary Brightwell, but if you carried him and you just said, hey, he's going to be on the team because he's still under contract, yeah. then sure. Breeda I'll hold on to for the same reason you said, and then Deshaun Corbin holding on for the same reason. They're all running backs. I figured, man, if I get a bunch of Breeda and Deshaun Corbin, I'm going to get some some spot starts out of one of those guys this year, right? Nope, nothing. Barkley was a pillar of fucking health. No. So, yeah, I mean, this Great. is just one of those situations where you thought you wanted some backfield guys from here, and you didn't. But run it back, keep those guys, and yeah, that's it.
0: Huh. All right, wide receivers now. Oh, this my God. Is... This is this some...
1: might be the worst receiver group uh, in the league, and all of them are free agents.
0: I was going to ask you, just flat out, other than Wandale Robinson, who they took in the second round, is any of these guys you even want to keep? Why are they all roster climbers?
1: So Darius Slayton, uh, in my when I did my wide receiver show, like he was one of those that's on the fringe that I probably would keep him because he is hitting free agency. I mean, we were talking last week about Mac Hollins and Nelson Aguilar. Like those guys are like two of the top ten receivers hitting free agency, you know. So you got to yes. figure Slayton is at least in in the mix and as good as those guys. So right. yeah, he's the only one. I don't have any Slayton because he. He came from roster-clogger range, so I was never the one that was like,
0: ooh, let me pick him up. I remember two or three leagues last year before the season, you cut
1: him. No, I cut him, and I don't think it was wrong to cut him because he was buried would never even played. So I don't think anyone saw this coming that he came from. He was buried in the preseason. They were talking about getting rid of him. Yeah, they didn't
0: like him for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't have any reasons to... to wish I had Slayton because I didn't see this one coming but he's yeah. hitting free agency and then yeah Wandale on IR but really they need a whole wide receiver room I mean Shepard's gone Richie James free agent Marcus Johnson free agent David Sills free agent I mean they still have Colin Johnson on IR yeah. uh, Galladay's gonna be gone he's definitely getting cut because his contract they can cut it's really just Isaiah Hodgins would be the only other one you could justify keeping on the team because he's still signed there
0: Yeah, I think Hodgins has come on the last couple weeks. People are talking, oh, he could be our wide receiver too. I mean, it's more like he's probably like a wide receiver for, you know. This is kind of like Travis Fulgham all over again to me. I think Hodgins I liked a little bit better out of coming out of college, out of Oregon State. Hopefully he's better than that, but like,
1: you know, saying – Is he he like another K.J. Osborne?
0: Yeah, he could be, or kind of like what I said, Folgo, where he had th- two or three, you know, good games, and then you never heard from him again. I think that that's probably more. That's probably a than better him. comp, yeah. Especially because so, those
1: guys came from different teams; they already got right. basically demoted on their prior team, So it's not like this team drafted them and they've been developing right. him.
0: I think c- counting on Hodgins as a wide receiver too is just not going to work out. I don't think. Uh, but I think he's a solid player, but probably a roster clogger that I don't want to have. Uh, Slayton I definitely I I have him on a couple teams I'll I'll definitely hold on to him See what happens to him Richie James He's had a a couple games here and there Nothing special though Roster clogger Marcus Johnson roster clogger Sills roster clogger Galladay I've seen you've dropped him completely in some leagues It's probably like a 5% chance he's ever worth anything again I think he just kind of got his money And was good with that And decided to, to shut it down Uh, That's kind of how I viewed it, so whatever. And then, yeah, you mentioned a couple of the – they have three on the practice squad right now. Khalil Pimpleton, who was uh, with the Lions during preseason, never got up onto the roster this year. Roster clogger, though. Jaden Mickens, roster clogger. Makai Polk, roster clogger as well. Colin Johnson, who you mentioned, uh, went on the IR, had a serious injury. He's out for the year. Not interested in him. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I think that that's probably a career ender for him. Uh, he's had like two major injuries here in a row. I think I, I've cut Sterling Shepard anywhere I did have. I don't actually, I don't think I had him anywhere. I just straight up cut him. No reason to even waste the IR spot. Um, and Wandale, Wandale's obviously was their second round pick, ACL surgery. Hopefully, he returns to full health. Um, We'll see what happens to him for next season, but I think he you know, he's probably gonna teeter on the roster clogger status probably going into uh to next because I don't think he's gonna be like fully healthy till like midway through the season.
1: Yeah, Colin Johnson tore his Achilles. He otherwise he probably would have gotten yeah. Darius Slayton's shot. You know, he was actually looking okay in the preseason. So yeah, Colin Johnson you can call it. All the guys you mentioned are Are And I think if you want to trade Isaiah Hodgins, you just go to that Ray Garvin tweet where he was talking about how he's a decent player and just tweet the fuck out of that. And then hopefully someone buys him for a third. If I want to sell him, I don't have any of them. But if I wanted to sell him, I would just go take, uh, steal some of Ray's clout and just retweet that puppy a couple (laughs) times a day. Then hopefully someone will say, oh, he could be a wide receiver four or he's going to be the wide receiver three on the Giants or something. And I can get a third. But yeah this this might be the worst receiver room to where it's like i literally i because i don't even really want darius slayton or wandale or hodgins like they're almost all they're all three in like they're roster cloggers to me but i also wouldn't cut them because i know someone else might give me something for them like i don't feel confident on any of the three being like oh yeah they're gonna be startable as my last flex next year you know yeah,
0: I'd say Giants, Bears, Ravens. Those are probably your top three for candidates for worst receiver rooms.
1: Yeah, but at least the Bears and the Ravens have a guy or two that I'm like, okay, I know he's decent.
0: Right, yeah. This team doesn't.
1: This team's like, yeah, it's yeah. it's like three KJ Osbournes. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. basically what they have. So, yuck. All
0: right, tight end Daniel Bellinger, fourth-round pick who really came uh, on this year. Kind of... Basically, through training camp, he was the guy the whole time. So he stepped right in. He was the starter. Uh, they had Jordan Aikens at one point. They cut Jordan Aikens. So, yeah, Bellinger just wanted out straight out as a rookie, which is you know almost unheard of um, in today's damn ages with, the, uh, with tight ends. So impressive, too. I think he's definitely on the tight end two radar and somebody I, I would definitely be interested in and definitely would keep him on my team's. Nick Vanette, he's been passed around the league, I don't know, 10 times by now. Uh, Not interested in him. Lawrence Cager has uh, a good athletic uh, upside for a tight end. He was a former receiver, so that's why he has that athletic prowess. He's just not athletic enough to be a receiver. But at tight end, yeah, he's okay. Um, He had his shot this year, though, and just... He only, you know, just a touchdown or two here or there, but never made any, like, wow plays. So he's a roster clogger. If you're still holding on to him from earlier in the season, you can go ahead and drop him. And then on their practice squad, they have Chris Myrick. He's kind of a tight end fullback hybrid, not somebody you want in Dynasty. Uh, Dre Miller is also on their practice squad. Honestly, never heard of him. And not seeing anybody on the IR. So, yeah, go ahead. uh, Basically just talk about Bellinger.
1: I think Bellinger is one of those that's probably going to be overvalued in the offseason because there, people are going to say, oh, he was good as a rookie and, you know, they, they don't have anybody else. So, I mean, he's OK. I, he's definitely not roster clogger, but he'd be one of those guys I would sell above, you know, what the market price is going to be on him if you can actually sell him at his cost. So good profile, but I don't know if he's any more than like what he was this year. I think a lot of times we look at a guy like that, like that, that's a rookie and you're like, Oh, he's just going to get better and better and better. You know, let's buy on the low when really he might just be like tight end 15, his whole career. And he just is what he is. And then cager, I'm keeping cager in some leagues just cause he's, I don't want to say he's got a really good profile, but anytime these guys that are like, he's like six, four like those types that move to tight end, um, I'm interested in just seeing how they fill out. Like I'll give him another year to see how he fills out. Like that's kind of like what Jawan Johnson did in 2020. And then 2021, he actually looks like a little, little bit more like a real tight end. And then boom, like this year he's productive. So like you can get those guys that, you know, he's never going to probably play more than 240 pounds. So he's always going to be small, but you, you don't really care about that as long as he can garner some targets. So I'll keep cager in the,
0: Two tight end know, league.
1: The leagues where they matter, the heavy premium or the two tight end leagues. Otherwise, yeah, okay. you can cut them.
0: Okay, that's fair. All right, now on to Philadelphia. Quarterbacks, obviously Jalen Hurts, top five dynasty quarterback. Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew is obviously one of the best backups in the league, somebody who should be on all rosters, definitely like him. Ian Book, uh, he's down there with Trace McSorley as one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched in my life. Uh, don't want Ian Book anywhere at all. Looking at the practice squads. Um not seeing anybody on the practice squad a quarterback. Usually they have one, but I guess not. Um and then reserves, injured reserves, not seeing a quarterback there. So yeah, let's just talk about these uh these three quarterbacks.
1: I mean, yeah, no two quarterbacks really, because yeah. Ian Book doesn't count. I mean, Minshew, I talked about Minshew a little bit on the uh, quarterback show. Like he's, well, I didn't really talk about him much specifically, but I talked about that prototype of the guys that are hitting free agency and are going to get an opportunity because he hasn't really got an opportunity with the Eagles except for, you know, a couple spot starts. So I think at this quarterback landscape, there could be a team that's like, yeah, we're going to sign that guy. And we all of a sudden elevate him to starter range. So he's probably worth more than a third so if you could get him for a third going into free agency even if you whiff like that's not a terrible terrible shot to take. I'm guessing after the season if he plays well in you know the last game or two that he's you can't buy him for a third, you know what I mean people have probably already bought him thinking oh, I get a spot start or two out of him and he hits free agency so I have a little contingency value there and that's it man really nothing else to say Hertz is what he is he's one of the bam tier quarterbacks so you get him at all costs. It is gonna be interesting to see what his contract is.
0: Yeah, I think so. He's
1: I mean, what can he arguably ask for the same type of contract that Lamar's asking for? Yes. I mean right. he I don't know if he does, but if he did, I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, he's foolish, you know what I mean? Like right. I think the Eagles are the Eagles are gonna to have to make a big decision on Hurts because I don't think their plans two years ago was to pay another quarterback double what they were paying Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they're ready to build their team around, you know, a massive, massive contract at quarterback, but it's nice problem to have to already have that guy in house.
0: For sure. All right. On to the running backs. Now, miles Sanders, this is his final year with the Eagles right now. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. I definitely think Miles Sanders is a candidate to be somewhere else next year. I just don't know if he's a great fit with this offense. Um, We'll see, though. Kenny Gainwell, he'll be there for another couple years on his rookie deal. Uh, Gainwell got used a little bit more last week, but I just don't think he's ever been uh, used as much as I thought he would be. I I figured he'd be more that Naeem Hines kind of guy from the Colts. Uh, especially for, with Sirianni coming over from the Colts and how they used Hines. That's kind of how I always envisioned Gainwell as being used here. They just never used him that way. He's not on the field enough. Uh, Boston Scott, that's probably a free agent as well, I'm guessing. You know, Scott's just been a, a, a good role player. I think he would only probably work with, like, the Eagles, maybe the Jaguars with Doug Peterson, uh, just uh, maybe on any other team. He might not be that great. Uh and even sometimes this year they they hardly used him. But probably a guy that I'm still going to hold on to on my rosters just to see where he lands. He's at least showing me that he can play in the NFL. Uh, Trey Sermon, guy who never even really got on the field this year for the Eagles, who they picked up um, at final cuts from the 49ers. I think I'm still going to hold on to Sermon, but I think next year is going to be the year like, hey, uh, show me something or you're not going to be on my rosters anymore. Um, is kind of where I'm at with Trey Sermon. And then looking at the uh, practice squad guys, no running backs there and not seeing any uh, on the injured reserve. So go ahead with these running
1: backs. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the teams where you kind of have to keep all the running backs, right? Like you, you probably obviously have miles Sanders and he's going to hit free agency. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But like you, you probably have to keep Boston Scott at just as a body, you know, because I think he's good enough to play in the NFL. So it's like, but he, where does he go? But then at the same time, he's already an outlier. Like he's super small. He's only five, six. So he's unique in terms of like, someone's going to be looking for a very unique type of running back. You know what I mean? Not a, a lot of teams will be like, dude, you're too small. Like we don't really have a role. We'll just fill in with somebody else. So I do wonder if he just goes back to the Eagles, you know, or somebody that already has a, you know, affinity for him. And then, yeah, Gainwell, he's going to be under contract with the Eagles. He's probably the same role for the next two years as he's been the last two years. And then Trey Sermon, like, I don't know, man. Like, there's, I've never even heard a sniff that he's done a, a damn thing. Like, have you ever heard one one like positive buzz about how he's looking in practice or anything like that? Like that they got a steal of a guy from the Niners that the Niners gave up on. But he's really good. Like, I've never have you ever heard that one time about Trey Sermon? Like, this guy's pretty solid. Nope. Not once. So he's like he's literally living on the fact that he was a third round pick. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like That's never done, Never flashed one thing ever at all
0: yeah that's why I said kind of like this pre these preseason games coming up this year if he if he doesn't show anything again, like that could be a guy that I just cut and move on from like he hasn't shown shit, so yeah, it's a uh, gonna be a big year for him coming up, I think
1: Kennedy Brooks is he done?
0: Yeah, I think he didn't he go to yeah, the XFL. Cut him, they
1: cut him off the practice squad, so Yeah, yeah I think I think he went to the, the XFL NFL. or
0: something. He could be one of those guys who like is like the XFL MVP and like shows back yeah. up again, like it wouldn't shock me. Um but yeah, a guy I'll just keep on my on my radar, but you know, not somebody I'm rostering.
1: Yeah, I think I still have like a couple Kennedy Brooks laying around. That's probably one I got to go through and cut this weekend. I'm going to do it while we're recording the show. Oh, yeah, go go get those Lawrence Cagers or those David Blouse. Hey, there's going to be somebody. But, yeah, he's one of those that I still have lingering on a couple of taxi squads, and it's like I should right. just dump him. Yep.
0: All right, on to the wide receivers here now. So A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, A.J. Brown's obviously a, probably a top seven, top eight dynasty wide receiver. Devontae Smith, probably a top 20, 25 dynasty receiver. We know what those guys are really, really good. Quez Watkins, I know you've talked about him in the past. I think with the Goddard injury, he got more run, but with Goddard there, uh, like the third receiver is just non existent in this offense. So Quez is a roster clogger. Um, but I, I like the talent still. It's just it's hard to man, you know when you know a guy's got talent and, and all that and he's just like an injury away from, you know, maybe having some games for you. It's hard to cut him, but you probably should just cut him. Better best ball play than a, a lineup league guy for sure. Uh, Britton Covey, uh, undrafted guy. I liked him a lot, but he's probably just like a, a really good special teams player. Nothing you know you want in Dynasty. Zach Pascal, just a coach's favorite. Uh, nothing, nobody I want in Dynasty anymore. He's never going to produce for you. Um, then looking at their practice squad, they still have Greg Ward, who's been around for a couple years roster clogger devin allen super fast guy but just a roster clogger nothing special there and then any of the injured guys no nobody on the injured guys so go ahead and talk about these wide receivers
1: yes yeah, super super exciting to talk about the receivers all of them are under contract except for the practice squad guys uh, other than zach Pascal. but uh it it's it's just funny that Eric will say like he ever liked like Britton Covey, you know what I mean? Like that I you'll never you'll never hear me say the words I really like this UDFA receiver. Like I don't ever even put myself in the trap to where I'd ever even consider picking them up. Just I mean, because you
0: saw him in that Rose Bowl game against Ohio State, he tore them up.
1: I, the point is, when they get to the NFL and they're a UDFA, and it's May after your rookie draft, and you see this name, and you're like, "Damn, I remember that guy at the combine. He looked really good, but man, he was a UDFA." Like, yeah, I'm not drafting that guy. I'll pick him up d- off a of waiver. No, free. that's the that's where we differ. I won't even pick him up off waivers because I know in six months I'm going to be sitting there. Well, going, you got to remember, do I have Britton Covey on a team?
0: Right, and you got to remember too. I would say fifty percent of my leagues I have you in it, so I'm battling with you for all these other undrafted well, fucking running backs. I can't get them all all the time. You're gonna yeah, but I'd, you're I'd rather spend go, an extra dollar or two than I am on the somebody.
1: difference is I would rather go pick up like fucking Alex Collins and the, the yeah. deadest of dead running backs before I'd pick up the Darick Youngs and the Mike Woods and those types. You know, like I just don't I don't ever fish in those waters, but That's okay because somebody is gonna pick those guys up and at least you're you are intelligent enough to be like, okay, yeah, this guy is a roster clogger. I'm gonna cut him. Whereas it's amazing that the next couple months is gonna be some of the funnest because you go through and you see some of the teams that get orphaned and then you look at their rosters and it's like, Really, dude, you're carrying that receiver that was cut in the preseason in like 2021. Like you still got some Tamari and Terry's on teams, you know, and it's like, what the
0: fuck? They're still got like Emmanuel Sanders and
1: guys who have been retired for the
0: whole year on the roster still. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And so like Quez Watkins is just a, a, a tale of why you don't chase those receivers. If Quez Watkins was on the Patriots or the Vikings, I'd be like, he's Kendrick Bourne or KJ Osborne. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's probably no different than those guys. So there are situations where you'd be like, okay, I can justify rostering him, but I just don't want to, because you already know what you're drafting yourself into or you're picking yourself into when you grab one of those guys. So just don't be tempted when you see one of these rookie receivers that you like that goes in the sixth round. And you're like, man, I like that landing spot. You know, like don't talk yourself into the next Quez Watkins or the next Khalil Shakir. You're, It's just a trap. It's a trap. And because here's the thing, even if that guy hits, guess what? You'll be able to buy him in leagues because you know why? He's a fifth round pick. Yeah. People are like, oh, man, I, I can actually get a third for him. OK, here you go. I mean, how many thirds did you? Honestly, how many did you buy any Danny Grays for a third? I don't think so, no.
0: I so you just drafted
1: him. You didn't actually but pay I, something for him.
0: That was a guy that I liked, yes, but I only drafted him, I think, once, and that was like a fourth round pick, and then the other one I got off the of waivers. I didn't I didn't pick him up anywhere else, really. I I really stuck to the all you running did. back plan.
1: You did. I, I'm guessing all your Ezeconomas and Danny Grays and stuff were waiver pickups. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Quez Watkins he's literally like the poster boy for a roster caller, he's just yeah he's
0: just in the in the wrong offense for a third receiver honestly
1: yeah he's got two really good receivers and then a tight end that's one of the yeah. top five in the league at getting targets so yeah he's just yeah. not it's just not gonna happen yeah
0: and it's a guy that you actually you might be able to get you know if you have fourth and fifth round rookie picks like you might actually be able to get a fourth or fifth round pick for him because people do like the name he's on a good team. He's flashed some plays. So that might be a guy before you cut him. You think he's a roster clogger. Maybe see if you can just get anything a fourth, a fifth, fab,
1: something. Trade from the 412 to the 411.
0: Yeah, just move up a spot, even. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, tight end. So obviously, Dallas Goddard, top six dynasty tight end right now. Uh, Jack Stoll. Probably just like a blocker type, nothing I want to carry in Dynasty. Grant Calcaterra, that's a guy that you really liked. He came on there uh, the last couple of weeks before Goddard came back, showed some flashes. This is a guy I'm still going to hold on to in my two tight end leagues, the high premium leagues, if I have uh, deep benches. Uh, guy I, I definitely really like. I thought he showed off pretty well. He could be a, a good receiving target there. Um, I just I think he's definitely better than Stoll at receiving the ball. So I like him still. Uh, Would hold on to him. And then on the practice squad, there is no tight ends. And then the only one on the injured reserve right now is Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson, I think uh, two years in a row now ending up on injured reserve. I think the, the bloom is off that rose as well. So I'm not picking him up anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd still... Some leagues I'll still keep Tyree Jackson. But yeah, he's... He's one of those that's at the very, very bottom of the priority. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't find anybody else to pick up. So I'll pick him up. Because here's the thing. He's a positional convert. So I I don't even want to say that just because he missed some time, like he wasn't going to impact much anyway. So it's like he could still show up at age 28 and be like, wow, he came out of nowhere. You know, because he he has the athletic profile that puts him at like the top 5% of the league. It's just, is he, is he good at tight end? You know, we don't know that he needs, probably needs more reps, but yeah, he's like the very, very bottom of, I only want him in certain formats. And it's like, literally if I'm going through the running backs and I can't find anybody I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll pick up Tyree Jackson, but that's pretty much the extent. And I agree with Calcaterra shit. I think he's my most rostered tight end. I think in all of dynasty, I have Calcaterra in nope second most, but I have Calcaterra in 20 leagues. So okay. basically anywhere I can get him, I'm picking him up regardless of the format.
0: And I might have them in the leagues that you don't have them in. So
1: <laughs> that's where all the shares probably are. Probably right do. Now. Yeah.
0: All right. On to Washington. So quarterback room, probably going to be completely different next year, to be honest with you. Right now, they have Carson Wentz, Tyler Heineke, and Sam Howell. You know, I think they can get out of Wentz for zero guaranteed money. They won't, uh, if they cut him this offseason, which I think is very likely. Uh, Tyler Heineke, good backup. Uh, questionable on, on if you would still keep him or not. Pro, I don't know. Probably, I guess I'd still hold on to him just to see Um, as a backup, you know, a spot starter kind of guy, because at least I know he can at least come in in a pinch and play. But probably the last guy on your roster, if you needed to cut somebody to pick up somebody you really liked, you know, it'd be okay dropping him. Sam Howell, I know you talked about him, that there hasn't even really been too much of a – Conversation about him even with Heineke And Wentz and he never could play above them I'm still Hopeful of how I'll hold On to my rosters just to See what happens because of the name I think He'd still have some trade value if he Ever did become something Hoping that he can move up to at least Be the backup next year and they can bring in Just one more guy who's their new starter And how is the backup that's Kind of what I'm hoping for for next year If he's the third guy again Maybe I start waning a little bit on the interest and maybe pick up somebody else, but that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with Sam Howell right now. Uh, I thought he was pretty in- uh, interesting in the preseason. He played pretty good at that time, so I liked him. And then practice squad guys, they have the infamous Brandon uh, from the uh, pa- or Heisman tier, uh, his favorite quarterback, Jake Fromm. Love Jake Fromm. <laughs> uh, Jake Fromm is absolutely horrible. Do not have him on any of your rosters. And I believe that is it for the quarterback. So go ahead.
1: No, this is another one where you you could almost argue you really don't want any of the quarterbacks on your roster, but they all have rosterable value, right? Like you don't want... Sam Howe is the epitome of a quarterback roster clogger because there's no clear path for him to be valuable at all. But you don't want to cut him. So he's one of the classic ones like, hey, anybody want Sam Howe? Will you give me a third? Probably not. But I'd rather have a fourth to draft running back 18. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's a guy that can go. Heineke, I don't think, will have any value after this year. But I would actually keep Heineke because he feels like the kind of guy, as long as he lands in a spot that they they like him and they're clearly signing him to be a backup, I think he you know exactly what he is. He could come in and give you a spark for a couple games and then you don't want to play him that much more after that. I do wonder if he just goes back to Washington, though and just stays there because, like, that's their guy. He probably just has to understand he's going to be joined by a a way better quarterback, most likely. But kind of does feel like that they'll just bring him back as the backup, maybe, unless they really like Sam Howell. But if he doesn't go to Washington, I don't know. I don't know if another team really values him like Washington does. He was a product of Ron Rivera. Two spots, you know, this, this regime, this offensive staff, like, he came from Carolina with them. So I don't know if he leaves if someone's like, Ooh, I want that guy, you know? So I think you still got to keep him into the off season though. But then if he's like not even able to get a backup job, then that's when you caught him. And then, I mean, honestly, I don't know if Wentz starts again, but.
0: Yeah. That was my question for you with so many open spots next year. Do you think Wentz has a shot? He's going to get get a look.
1: Yeah. He's going to get a look. I mean, did you think Teddy Bridgewater would start again? No,
0: I didn't think Case Keenum would start again when he got like the Denver job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's been guys that have been bounced around and they've been demoted before and then they get another job and then they fail there. And, but yeah, going into this off season, if you're telling me Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold all have a shot to get a starting job. I'm like,
0: one of those guys going to end up Yeah, one of those. I guys think all guys three be
1: could be, they, they right. could all three be a, you know, we're signing this guy as our committee starter. You know what I mean? And doesn't mean he's going to be starting week one, but he's going to be paid pretty handsomely and there's a chance. He's, so, yeah, I mean, that's I I try to avoid having these types on teams unless I already have them. I don't if I'm doing a brand new startup, I don't sit there and go, "Ooh, right. let me grab Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, unless you're getting them at a really good deal,
1: you know, late in the draft and yeah, like bottom something. of the barrel. But if I have um, them on an existing roster, doesn't it feel like you don't want to sell these guys for a third?
0: Yeah, I don't want to sell them for a third, but I'd sell them for a second. But I'd buy for a thirds, like uh, they're in the yeah, exactly. I'd buy, I'd buy Wentz for a third and just see what happens. So,
1: yep. agree.
0: All right, so going on now to the running back situation here. So, obviously, Brian Robinson right now is the starter. Just drafted him. Robinson is just uh, like a plotter, I guess. He's going to be a really solid hammer, north-south type of runner. Has okay hands, can catch the ball a little bit here and there, but he's never going to be some, like, 40-catch guy in the NFL. He's probably going to more like 20 catches in a season if you're lucky. Um, but Robinson's just a, you know, a good solid running back that I want to have still on my teams. You know, if anybody wants to buy him for a second, he's gone. You know, if I could buy him for a third, I'm buying him every day for a third, no doubt. So, uh, that's kind of what I think about Robinson Gibson. You know He's had an up-and-down year. There's been some talks about, is he even really good? I think he's shown this year that he's he's still pretty decent. I'm going to hold on to him. If I can buy him for thirds, I would. I doubt anybody's selling for a third, but if I could, I would. Um, if somebody wants to buy him for a second, I, I'd be fine re-rolling and give him away for a second, though. Uh, Jonathan Williams, he's been around the league forever. I think he's just a, a guy, nothing special. Not a running back that I want to roster and then looking at the uh, practice squad, they still have Jarrett Patterson. I think Jarrett Patterson is just uh, just a guy, nothing special at all. So I'm not going to keep him on any of my rosters either. J.D. McKissick is on the uh, IR right now. I'm sure McKissick could end up with a role somewhere. Probably probably a guy I'll still roster just because I I I could see somebody picking up his role in the NFL still, and he can still have a job. I don't think he's a, a roster clogger. He's he's at least got a pulse. So what do you think about these running backs?
1: Yeah, Jonathan Williams, you can cut uh JD McKissick actually signed a two year deal with Washington. So he's technically under contract next year. Now it's a very minimal contract. They could cut him for two million dead cap. So like he wouldn't be he wouldn't be difficult to get rid of if he just said, Yeah, we we think you're done, you know, like he's going to be 30 years old. So it's not like he offers really anything other than what he is, but does he fit a very specific role? It's actually one of those roles that's pretty annoying for fantasy because he's clearly going to be the third running back, but he's going to be a guy that's going to take like 20, 30% of the snaps and he's going to steal receptions for whoever the Antonio Gibson type is on the team. You know, like it makes it a committee, with an extra guy in there and it makes it just bad. So that's one of the other reasons you'd kind of would hope McKissick leaves for Brian Robinson is just maybe Brian Robinson starts playing 70% of the snaps and he just gets 40 catches just cause he's there, you know, quarterback that likes to check it down that he just gets dump offs because he's on the field more. So, yeah, I mean, McKissick, you probably got to keep until the NFL doesn't keep him anymore. And then everybody else, yuck, like Gibson, Gibson's still under his rookie contract. So even if they don't like him, he makes less than a million dollars. He's more, he's way more valuable for, Mm -hmm. you know, a million dollars than he would be to trade, you know, because no one's going to want to trade for a running back. So I think you're just like, honestly, this could be Washington's backfield next year. McKissick, Gibson, and Brian Robinson, and they bring in a fourth guy just to see if he can push any of the other two. And that's it. That could be their backfield. So maybe it doesn't change at all.
0: Okay. I agree with that. All right, looking at their wide receivers now. Terry McLaurin, obviously, just signed a new extension with them. He's going to be their number one receiver. Uh, Jahan Dotson, their rookie first-round pick from last year, had a really good rookie year. Both of those guys really good. Curtis Samuel was started off really hot, kind of faded here down the stretch. I think Samuel is just a step above roster-clogger, but he could easily teeter into roster-clogger territory here at some point. Uh, Diami Brown, Uh, Rookie third-round pick from two years ago, I I just don't see it for him. Roster-clogger for me. Cam Sims, Dax Milne, roster-cloggers for me. Uh, Looking at their practice squad, Alex Erickson, nothing special there. Kyrick McGowan, nothing. Mark and Michelle, nothing. Yeah, none of those guys I want Uh, a roster. And then looking at uh, injured reserves, I'm not seeing any wide receivers. So go ahead and talk about these guys.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the, their main receivers are all still under contract. So the only free agents are Cam Sims. So, I mean, again, they have a lot of guys that are locked up. I'd have to look at a uh, contract for Curtis Samuel just to see what that looks like. I'll look it up while we're talking, but everyone else I think is a roster clogger other than Dotson and Terry McLaurin. I do agree with Curtis Samuel that you still probably have to keep them, but, you know, without Wentz, he he really hasn't done anything without Wentz. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he ends up faring now that Wentz is taking back over. Maybe he smashes the last couple of weeks, but he is signed through 2023, and he has a dead cap next year of 7.2 million. So I'm guessing they probably just keep him. Yeah, you know I mean, they he's know how like to a use a terrible him. player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they really needed to get out of his contract, I mean, they're not going to save much. It's a $10.1 million salary in 23 and then they can cut him for basically 7.2 million. So I'm guessing he's just back there and he just plays kind of third fiddle. But you know, if they have, the other thing is Logan Thomas will be back and he started to play a little better. Now, remember, we never thought there's no way he comes back from that ACL injury that he had at the fucking end of year last year. And he was out there in like July Yeah, that was crazy. So I actually think he's probably a better option than Curtis Samuel because he's, I mean, he plays a premium position. So I think you could look at next year and it's like Curtis Samuel is the number four option. So he easily could be in roster-clogger range. So Mm -hmm. he he was one of those guys I said, if you get any second for at any point that you can replace him literally with a waiver guy. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then speaking of Logan Thomas, yeah, like you said – I think coming off of uh, the injury for next year, he'll be a year removed from it. He should probably be a little bit better. And you said if he's under contract again, yeah, he's probably their starter for one more year at least. And he's probably just another guy that you can throw in that tight end two range that could produce for you. So depending on what quarterback they have and, you know, if they like to throw to the tight end, uh, Logan Thomas could be a little bit of a value next year. So that's kind of a guy I'll watch out for. Uh, John Bates and Cole Turner. Bates and Turner, I mean they're they're okay but like I think it was uh last week or the week before they were out there for like 40 snaps combined and no no routes run at all. So I just don't think they value these guys as receivers at all. They're kind of more just blocking types, nothing, you know, special receiving wise. So Bates and Turner, I'm just not I'm not keen on keeping those guys on my rosters right now. And then looking at the practice squad uh, no tight ends there, but then a very interesting one that they have on injured reserve, and that's Armani Rogers uh, So this is a guy that you brought up to me um, And I checked him out a little bit more and it's another one of these Tyree Jackson types converted quarterback to tight end. I believe it was and You know, he was really athletic. He actually made a couple plays this year when he was um, up on the roster and not on the uh, injured reserve so Armani Rogers, I've picked him up quite a bit. Last week, he was available in some of my leagues um, where I could drop some of my roster cloggers that I didn't need anymore for teams where I was out of it. And I'm just going to stash Rogers and see what happens. There's a non-zero chance that maybe he's just super athletic and improves, and maybe he's better than Logan Thomas next year and outproduces him. So Armani Rogers, definitely a
1: guy I want to keep on my rosters. Yeah, he is the... He's a little bit of a gimmicky player, but he is the stash tight end on Washington. I hear people talking about Cole Turner, but I'd much rather have Armani Rogers. Uh, And he's a lot cheaper because I think some people still see Cole Turner. Remember, he was a fourth round pick, like he was a guy that had a little bit of hype coming in. So I still think people would probably say they'd rather have Turner, but I'd much rather have Armani Rogers. But this is kind of similar to Dallas. Like, I can also see where this team goes. We like Armani Rogers and we like Cole Turner. We don't need Logan Thomas, you know? Like I could see it the same way. Now Thomas is under contract. Dalton Schultz isn't, but yeah, I, I do want, I do want to have both Logan or both Armani Rodgers and Cole Turner though for that reason. Like both of them are decent enough to carry in these formats. And I mentioned Calcaterra. Low, or Armani Rodgers is my highest rostered tight end, twenty three shares. So, and Cole Turner I have nineteen. So there you go. I'm very heavily invested in the yeah. Washington backup tight ends. John Bates zero. Oh, yeah, Dead. If,
0: if Ray Garvin hears that, he's going to have some words for Ray
1: knows too. Ray knows Ray knows not to carry John Bates He likes Cole Turner better than me But Ray knows no John Bates the no oh, John Ray Bates was role. all
0: over John Bates this offseason. That was his guy
1: Yeah, but we had a talk in the the discord I remember one day I was just railing on John Bates and said the dude is just basically like a tackle Because he has like a four nine four forty or something like that. So yeah get out of here with that joke. four nine four forty what do you crawl? It was slow because I feel he gets filtered out of the guys that even fit like the like basically the the minimum of a guy that's ever had like a tight end one season is like four, nine, two. So if you're below that, I literally like just delete you from the world. I don't even look at your name. That's like the very first thing. It's like if you're under this, you don't even exist. Wow. So, yeah, he got he even gets filtered out of there. So, yeah, John Bates. I see people that actually still have him. Yeah, cut John Bates.
0: Right. Well, hey, great transition about uh, completely worthless guys that you just delete out of your life. Let's go to the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, we can spend uh, a whole little time talking about yeah. the Bears.
0: Yeah, let's go. Quarterbacks, Justin Fields, that's it. Nathan Pogger, gone. Tim Boyle, gone. Trevor Simeon, gone. Don't want any of those guys. So,
1: yeah, just agree. Move on. Bears, quarterbacks, yeah. nope.
0: Yeah, running backs. Now, now running backs I I have some interest in, so that's David Montgomery. He is a free agent. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't mind if he went back to the Bears, but I could see him being, like, one of the premier free agent running backs this year. Like, he's a do-it-all running back. He can catch the ball, runs the ball really well. Uh, You know, I think Montgomery is going to be one of those guys. He, He might be the um if, as long as Barkley doesn't uh, hit the open market i think Montgomery might be the guy who gets the biggest contract this offseason so interested in seeing that Khalil herbert definitely a guy that i've i've been on for a couple years really like him um if montgomery leaves i think herbert could definitely step in and be the guy so if you know herbert is available in any of your leagues for cheap go ahead pick him up trade for him do what you can i definitely really like herbert uh, Treston Ebner, that was a guy that both me and you liked. He's a really good college-receiving running back. He just never really got the opportunity to display that this year. So I think he is more spoke uh, on special teams focused there. And then, you know, hopefully he can get into the offense here in his year, two. So definitely a guy I still want to hold on to. I've seen him dropped in a few leagues. I picked him up. That's fine. I, I probably have... 10 to 15 shares of Tristan Ebner. So like him, Dariton Evans, no thanks. I just, he's never done anything for me. Um, Just always been hurt. I'm not interested in him. And then practice squad guys, nobody on their practice squad. And then reserves injured reserve guys. I'm not seeing a running back that jumps off the page, but yeah, go ahead with these uh, bears running backs.
1: I'm going to disagree with you on Khalil Herbert. I've actually come around to that. He's just a guy. Stop. I think they had a good running game this year. You could have plugged in any baseline level player and they would have been fine. So I'm not saying he's not valuable, but let's adjust his value to what he is. He is a, a guy that you know is going to be on a roster that is on a decent running team that could get some opportunity, but there's going to be a pocket of time where it's Khalil Herbert's going to take over the backfield. And I think you're going to get burned if you're value him anywhere close to that. So he would be a guy. And, it, and here's the thing. You, you can't not value these guys at like a second round pick. It's just, do you pay the second round pick? Because I look at a second round pick as if I can get half a dozen spot starts in their career that's worth a second rounder. And I think you kind of agree with that same logic, but I don't want to just go blow all my second rounders buying Brian Robinson, Tyler LG or Khalil Herbert. Like if you want to buy a couple shares of those types, I have no issue with it. Just acknowledge what you're buying. Don't think you're buying Khalil Herbert low because he's going to take over as the starter. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's where the bad bet starts to come in is it's like, Oh, this, but everyone else is just going to leave and he's going to get all the carries like probably not. But if you say, hey, you know, I want to get a Khalil Herbert share. This is the league I want to get him in. It's going to cost me a second. Fine. That's cool. Because you're probably looking at the same type of player. Maybe you hopefully you get a better player at that second rounder that you draft. But you're still picking the 208 in a rookie draft. We're probably going to be drafting a bunch of guys that we hope are just backups that get chances to start sometimes. Right. It's exactly why you're taking those guys. So I get it. Like I can see where he's also. A player you'd sell for a second. If I told you I'd sell for a second so I can go draft, you know, our third round running back this year, you can see the logic in that too, right? Yeah. For so sure. I think the, the sell is, can I get a second and a third for a guy like Khalil Herbert? Can I get a second and a third for a guy like Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson? You know, if I can get the two shots, then I'll sell. If it's a one for one, who cares? I, 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 right. I'm i not one that's like, oh, Cleo Herbert's going to be a starter and Tyler Algiers not. So let me go sell all my Herberts for, my, for Algiers, you know? And then yep. Darrington Evans. I mean, Woof. you could do worse. You could do worse. He's been playing. He played over Tristan Ebner for the last month. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, just saying, like, he's if you have him, you could do worse with roster spots but yeah he's at the he's in the bottom 10% of running backs i would pick up but yeah i've cut him pretty much two years ago we were bumping
0: up Darrington Evans yeah i liked him coming out of the draft but then just injury 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 but he hasn't and really been then,
1: injured this year
0: no he hasn't um i he visited the voodoo doctor or something, so he didn't have to get injured. I
1: don't know. Just saying, maybe there's a little bit of bias there because he burnt, he burned you, and you had to cut all those shares because literally the Titans gave up on him. But just saying, he's one of those guys that you just never know. I'm not saying I'm guy one him. He's not one of these guys I'm carrying twenty shares into the off season, But I'm not just going, right. oh he sucks, cutting them all. So that's all.
0: An Ebner, you still, you
1: still like? I mean, how many Ebners did you have? Nineteen. I don't know, ninety-five of them. I got twenty-three oh. Ebners. I'm pretty sure, it, and I'm just gonna—he's just gonna be on a bunch of my teams, yeah. and he's gonna have no purpose. But we'll Hope see. And
0: pray, right? Yeah. All right, you ready to talk about uh, this wide receiver room?
1: You have twenty seconds. <laughs> I'm just gonna name the names. All right.
0: So the only ones that we want to keep are Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. After that, literally. All of them are roster cloggers, they're all gone. Dante Pettis, Equinemia St. Brown, Valus Jones. I don't care that he's a third round pick. He sucks. Byron Pringle, gone. Nikhil Harry, gone. Uh Darice Fountain, gone. Nasimba Webster, gone. Uh I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that I missed.
1: I don't think I missed anybody. But yeah. All those if you're going gone. lower than Darius Fountain and Nasimba Webster, then yeah, gone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Pettis oh. and Claypool, only guys I want, or uh, not Pettis, uh Claypool and Mooney, only two guys I want. Everyone else gone.
1: Yeah. And so what you can do is you can go search your portfolio of teams and just filter by wide receiver Bears. And if it's not Mooney or Claypool, just do yourself a favor and go hit release, 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 release. You'll trust me, you will feel good when yes. you cut those Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry shares, and just, just you will feel fine. Trust me. There will be a time where you will go wow i want to go pick up this player and you're glad you have a an extra spot yeah so do it now save yourself that uh future 10 seconds of having to cut dante pettis to cut uh or to pick up some free agent
0: yep and then another worthless room the tight ends cole Komet, only one i want to keep he's like a tight end two type trevon wesco gone ryan griffin gone uh jake tongs gone samus reyes gone uh, Chase Allen, gone. Nobody on the injured reserve. So, yeah, just only commit, right? Yeah, let's talk about the Lions. All right, that was fastest team we went through, the uh Bears. Lions. Jared Goff at quarterback. He's definitely improved this year. He has a really good team around him. I think that's the only way Goff is successful. If he has a good offensive line, he has the weapons around him, and he can just play point guard and distribute the ball. So Goff just has done that this year And he's played really well So definitely a top 20 Dynasty quarterback right now Nate Sudfeld not interested in him uh, Gone They have Steven Montez Not in somebody I'm interested in either And I don't think They have anybody on the injured Reserve list so yeah just Talk about Goff
1: I mean I've never been a Goff fan but I have to respect that he's put himself in a place where he's going to continue to get starting jobs until he doesn't. And he's still pretty young. Like that's the other thing is it's not, this isn't a guy that's 31, you know, like he's, he's still, I think he's 27 right now. So, I mean, it's not like he's, he's a guy that's going to be past this role. You know what I mean? Like you could see him in this role for another five years until he just has a terrible season. And he's so bad that he has to get replaced. I think he's always going to have a shot to spot start. So whether that's the lions for another year, two more years, I mean, who the hell knows? It seems like that right. a lot of people have cooled on the lions drafting a quarterback, even though they're going to have two pretty high picks, right? Like they could easily, even with their own pick, that's going to be, if they don't make the playoffs, it's still going to be in the top 20, you know, plus they have the pick that they got from the Rams. Like they they have the ability to get any quarterback in this draft, probably outside of the one-on-one. So I, We'll see. But I think you just have to respect golf for what he is and that this is coming from a guy that always hated golf.
0: Right. Yeah. He's, uh he's improved for sure. At
1: least, at least I mean, there was a he... point when the Rams gave up on him. You know, I think both you and I were like, he's terrible, you know, like,
0: Oh yeah. We both are. Yeah. Yep. For so sure.
1: got to respect it.
0: Yep. Uh, running back. So Deandre Swift, Jamal Williams, Justin Jackson, Craig Reynolds, I think for Swift, uh his dynasty value is kind of just cratered like it's he I don't know if I want to call him fragile but kind of is like just all these little nagging injuries. The Lions have shown that they don't want to give this guy more than 10 to 12 touches a game like in the running game and receiving game. It's been like that all season long. So I'm definitely scared by Swift a little bit. I I don't even know if, if I would give a first-round pick for him right now, to be honest with you, uh, maybe you can talk about that when when I uh, ask you here. But yeah, that's kind of what I think about Swift Jamal Williams. He's a free agent. I think he's just a really good fit here with the Lions. I think he re-signs back with them this offseason and kind of just plays the same role. Justin Jackson, he really came in, and he's played pretty good for them too. I could see them bringing um, back Justin Jackson. I think Craig Reynolds may be a free agent as well. I could see them bringing him back. That's a big locker room guy. Um, if you watch Hard Knocks, um, they absolutely love Craig Reynolds and the way he plays the game. And, the way he fits on this team. So I could just see this whole room being back next year. Um, And then looking at their practice squad guys right now, they have Jamar Jefferson still on their practice squad, who they uh, got two years ago. Um, I liked Jamar Jefferson a little bit, but I think these other guys are just clearly better than him. So I'm not going to really hold on to Jefferson. And then on the IR, I believe, is just Greg Bell, who had a serious injury um, in the preseason and never got to play. So not something I'm interested in either. But go ahead with the running backs.
1: No, I mean, Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson are both free agents. I got to think they consider bringing Jamal Williams back, but you never know. You never know. I mean, he made $3 million this year. He's going to lead the league in freaking touchdowns, whether you think that's a fluke or not. Like I could see him being a guy that says, you know what? I'm going to at least test the waters, you know? And I, they like Craig Reynolds. I Craig Reynolds is a guy I'm picking up everywhere. Cause I think there's a really good shot. He could be their backup next year. If not, he's going to be on the team. He's signed. He's the only guy other than Swift that's under contract. And they purposely signed him when he came in in 29 or 2021. When he Remember when he started that game or two, they they yep. they, they gave him an extension right there. Yep. So they like him. He got hurt this year. He's a converted receiver. He's a guy that can basically play every role. He's probably set to be a, a number three running back, but he can catch the ball and he's big. You know, he's like 219 pounds. So he's not like a small satellite back. So he's probably not any good. He's just a jag. But that's a guy I'm picking up everywhere because I'm very confident he'll be on the Lions next year. And then. I think Justin Jackson and Jamal Williams have shown enough that they they get another shot with another team, you know, whether yeah, it's the Lions or not. So I think you got to roster all the Lions running backs, at least those four. Reynolds, Jackson, and Williams are guys you – I'm fine having those guys in the offseason. They're just a, in the big group of ones you hope they land on a depth chart.
0: And and what do you think about my swifting? Do you think I'm crazy to say that he's not worth a single first anymore?
1: Uh, I think you're – probably pretty spot on i don't see anybody especially with the flexibility of the picks with you could get a quarterback or a receiver if you wanted with those picks and you're going to probably get a shot at running back three four five with that same first i I, yeah, I don't think anyone's paying that for swift i mean what's the line where you would right now without knowing anything about the rookie class where they're going to get drafted or anything what's the line of what you would pay for swift Obviously, think... there's probably four receivers you would easily take over Swift. There's probably four quarterbacks easy you'd take over Swift. At least a couple running backs. Like, what would be the pick right now you don't even care who's in the draft that you would send?
0: I would think you I'd even be do, like, 202, 203? That's where I was landing, like, 202, 203. I think I'd feel comfortable.
1: You think the person with Swift just laughs at that, though?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: So, yeah, he... He's probably a guy you don't see a lot of trades with, right? Because the person with him is going to be like, oh, he'll bounce back. Oh, yeah. They're going to have to. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just dead in the water. But if you know you can get Zach Evans or Zach Charbonnet or something, why would you even bother with Swift? I might as well just get the new guy, you know? Right. I agree. So it's like there's neither side is really motivated to sell at what the market price is. So it just it feels like he's just going to be stuck on a lot of teams and you wonder what the hell to do with him. You hope he bounces right. back. Now, let me ask you this. Is he a guy next year if he comes out in opening week and catches seven balls for 60 yards and takes another 19 carries for a touchdown? Is that a guy you spam sell for any first? Like, if he comes out and just posts 30 points in week one, are you selling immediately?
0: Yes, because he's just shown that he can get nicked up at any time, and it really affects him.
1: Okay, so basically you don't even care if he comes back next year and he's like, oh, I've rededicated... uh, Cause he's going to be a free agent too. Like he could have a Josh Jacobs type year, you know, not, true, not yeah. that, not the same thing, but he could come back next year and be like, all right, I got to get my shit together. Right. And, and then he smashes. And then you're like, damn, I wish I would have bought for a bunch of late firsts, you know?
0: True. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting case study, but I just think, you know, you know, Jacobs had a couple injuries here and there, but like, it just seems like Swift, it just banged up on the injury report every week. And, this regime just doesn't trust to give him those kinds of carries that you're talking about like the nineteen carry seven catches like that's like I mean a would month you for, still take him over
1: him. you still take him over dobbins
0: mm, that's close I think it's a lot closer than it was before the season that's for sure A j Dylan over him that. no I think I'd take Swift still okay. But, like,
1: man, I'm trying to think of, like... Cam Akers over him? I'm just thinking of the 2020 running yeah. back class, because you got Gibson, Akers, Dobbins, Swift, and uh, Dylan, and they're all in this, like, weird range where they're all going into their fourth year. But you're... You kind of like all of them, but you don't want to pay for any of them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's... it's Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Something to definitely think about.
1: Mm. Uh, all right, wide
0: receivers here for Detroit. So, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown, probably a top 10 to 15 dynasty wide receiver right now. DJ Chark, he'll be a free agent again. I could see him re-upping again with the Lions. Um, or he's the number one wide receiver again this offseason, and somebody gives him a bag. So, it uh, be interesting to see what happens with Chark. Josh Reynolds has had a few games here and there. I think he's... He's a roster clogger, but he might he could be a step above if like they don't bring in anybody else. You know, if it's just Jamison Reynolds and Amon-Ra, I could see Reynolds being a, a KJ Osborne type next year. Um, then Jamison Williams, who I just mentioned, the first round pick for them this year. I think they just kind of redshirted him this year, got his feet wet a little this last month. Uh, still really believe in the talent. I I like Jamison Williams a lot, so I think he's gonna. Uh, Benefit a lot next year for this team. Uh, Khalif Raymond, he's a roster clogger. But if there's ever a bunch of injuries again, um, Raymond's a guy that you can plug in and play if, if he's starting again. And, and it's like the, at least the number two option. Um, but I'll keep him on my waiver wires um, until that point comes up. Uh, practice squad, Maurice Alexander, not interested in him. Tom Kennedy, that's my guy. Um just a roster clogger, though. I, I I played him, like, desperately in, like, a league or two this year when he was up, but he didn't really hit. Stanley Berryhill, not interested in him. Brandon Zilstra, not interested in him either. Um, and then on the uh, injured list, just Quintez Cephas and Trinity Benson. I think both of those guys are, are roster cloggers now. I think the Cephas dream has died. That was a guy I took a lot of um his rookie year, but I think injuries have kind of just derailed his career. So any Lions wide receiver thoughts?
1: No, I'm just listening to you go through the Lions and I'm like, there was points where Eric had major affinity for Trinity Benson and Quintez Cephas and Tom Kennedy. Like this is almost like the Giants where there's a couple guys where you just you loved and you know the dream died. But yep. no the the cool thing is so Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds both signed two-year contracts, cheap contracts, and I bet you the team looks at those two and says, "If we can pay these guys two, three million a year, that's well worth it." So I think that's probably their wide receiver four or five next year. Like, so they're going to be there. So they're they're roster cloggers. They're not going anywhere, but they're going to be in the same roles they probably were this year. Chark's the wild card. I don't think they signed Chark. Like we talked about it last week, he's probably the best free agent this year. So I see him getting at least at least double figure millions, you know, like it's probably, he got one year, 10 million last year. He probably earned more than that given where the market is. And there's nobody out there in free agency. So I don't see them bringing him back, but maybe they sign another outside receiver to place, replace Chark or they draft a guy like third, fourth round or something like that.
2: Right. And that's
1: their receiver room. Cause they already have Reynolds and they already have, um, they already have Raymond. And I think both those guys kind of have a role on their team that they like, but they're not relevant for fantasy.
0: I could see, too, um, with their second first-round pick, I think their first one was probably going to be used on whatever elite defensive player is still available for them. Uh, But with that second first-round pick, I I don't think it would be crazy if they took one of those top three receivers. Or maybe they took uh, Michael Mayer could that be a team? No, I, I think if out? they're
1: looking, I bet you this this might be a team that's looking for a guy like Evan Ingram or Gisaki, mm-hmm. looking for a different type of tight end because they just traded Hawkinson, right? You know, I, I I wonder if they're maybe in the market for a more athletic tight end because if you noticed, all their tight ends that they've kept have been pretty athletic. So I wonder if they're in the market for a different type of tight end. I don't know, right? But yeah, this or this is just an interesting don't team.
0: Value the position anymore and just or
1: or. Or they, yeah, they just chase athleticism and they don't care about anything else. And they're like, we can get, we can get the Brock Wrights and the James Mitchells of the world, and they just do what you know we want. We don't mm-hmm. really see the value. I mean, I'm guessing they weren't going to pay Hawkinson, which is one of the reasons they traded him. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. All right, and then on to the tight ends. So we just mentioned a couple of them: Brock Wright, athletic tight end from Notre Dame. Um, he's been basically the starter since Hawkinson's gotten uh, traded there. He hasn't like smashed or anything like that, but that's a guy I'll keep on my radar in in two tight end leagues, maybe two tight end premium leagues. James Mitchell, fifth-round pick that they just drafted, Um, he came off an ACL injury from his college day. So this year was kind of a get-your-feet-wet kind of year for him as well, Uh, but definitely a guy that I like. I'll hold on to James Mitchell in two tight end leagues. And those high premium leagues as well. Shane Zilstra, he had the three touchdown game last week. Kind of a fluke. Uh, not somebody I'm, I'm interested in. I'll Maybe if you, you want to just throw him on your best ball roster for the end of this week to see if he hits again. Uh, but after that, I'll cut him. And then looking at the uh, practice squad, Garrett Griffin. Not interested in him either. And I don't think they have anybody on the reserve list. So yeah, go ahead and talk about the uh, other tight ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing to say about Brock Wright and James Mitchell is they're both athletic, but, you know, Brock Wright never was a target earner in college. James Mitchell wasn't a target earner in college. So, like, they don't really value production from the tight ends. Now, that doesn't mean athleticism can't turn into production, but I think Brock Wright is kind of what you saw in that game where they, you know, he had that huge play against the Jets. You know what I mean? He's a He'll get two catches, but they could be two catches for 60 yards because he's athletic. But I don't think you're really you're not really looking at him to say that's going to translate into this is a guy we have to feed the ball to. So it really is like a two tight end deep league pickup where, you know, there are leagues where you start guys like Brock Wright, you know, you 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 just start him and you're like hoping for one of those plays. And if not, you get nothing, You get maybe one for two or something like that. So I think that's the type of pickup he is. I don't really look at any of the tight ends they have here as like a future starter. I just wonder what they're looking for at that position. Cause they had one in Hawkinson. You don't trade away a guy like Hawkinson, unless you just don't really value the position or you want something different. Like, I think you kind of nailed it, you know, like given what it costs to keep tight ends, even the franchise tag tight end last year, the tag was 9 million. You're telling me that's, you can't use Hawkinson as a receiver for half of what you'd have to pay for, like, DJ Chark and free agency. You know what I mean? So they just – they must be looking for something different. So I don't think it'll be interesting to see what the Lions do at tight end. But otherwise, I'm still keeping Mitchell and uh, Brock Wright. But I just am not as excited because it doesn't appear they want to use those guys as volume players at all.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, on to Green Bay. So obviously the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love – Jordan Love, uh, it sounds like from rumors he might request a trade this offseason if he's not going to be the starter. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. So Jordan Love could be in the play to be uh, one of those quarterbacks who uh, gets a job next year. We'll see what happens there. Um, And then they have Danny Etling on the practice squad, not somebody I'm interested in. So, yeah, it's just really Rodgers and Love. What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I was just talking with somebody here at my job about – he's a green Bay fan. And I was talking to him earlier today, actually about green Bay. And like, I was just asking him, you know, what are you, what are they going to do with love and Rogers? And he, he's a pretty hardcore fan. He's a huge fantasy player. Like he knows his stuff, but he definitely knows the Packers. And he was saying, he kind of prefers them to try to go with love just because of the cap freedom. And, you know, kind of feels bad if you draft them and then you never follow through. And then you just accept like a second rounder or third rounder or something like that for him. I'm, I don't even know if they could get a second rounder for him, honestly. Because a lot of what you're buying a quarterback for is the fact you get him on those cheap years, you know? And whoever gets him is, like, going to have to basically decide on him right now. Like, they'd have to pick up his fifth-year option. And I'm not sure you can justify picking up a fifth-year option and committing, you know, $30 million to Jordan Love. You know what I mean? So I don't even know if they can get a third-rounder for him. So it'll be interesting. But, I mean, I have no Jordan Love in Dynasty, but if you have him, you got to figure it something's going to happen with his value. Yeah. So is that, is that a guy you would sell if he got traded somewhere? Would you just sell for any second? Don't even matter if he's looking like he's going to be the starter. Would you just dump? Yes.
0: I have no shares of him anywhere. Uh, that was not, was a guy I wasn't picking at all. Yeah. And just from the games that we have watched him, when he has gotten into play, when Rogers was out with COVID or whatever, he didn't look that great. Like... He looked below average to me, so um, not yeah. He's just not something I'm interested in. I'd sell for any second.
1: So even if he were to get traded and someone paid like a second for him, he got traded to like Washington. Yeah, and he had decent interested. weapons. You still wouldn't even want him.
0: No, I just I don't think he's that good. And okay. his times that he has gotten his opportunity had limited. I I don't see. I haven't seen any improvement from him since his rookie year. That's basically what I'm going for. Okay.
1: Do you think uh, Rogers is a little undervalued?
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Meaning, like, as long as he plays a couple more years, he can still play at a pretty high level if they get him some decent weapons?
0: Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling to think that this team can never get him weapons, ever. Like, really. I mean, other than Adams, they had Jordy and Cobb there in his early days, but ever since then, man, like, they just haven't been able to, like, get this guy weapons. It makes no sense.
1: You think there's a chance they get Devontae back?
0: That wouldn't shock me, but we'll see. Anything can happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he does feel like one of those guys, though, that you could see. I mean, we were speculating the other day in the Discord, like, what if Tua retired and he went to Miami? He could fucking smash, don't you think?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Like, something like that. I mean, not saying that that's going to happen, but you got to figure if he's potentially getting moved, He's not going somewhere where the where the weapons suck, you know what I mean? Right. Like he's probably going like, "Hey, I want to get traded here. Or, hey, I want to get traded there." And it's like, I mean, imagine if he got traded to Washington. Yeah. Like something like that. I, I don't know. And I actually I don't even think if Green Bay just has if they bring back Dobbs and Watson and then they add another weapon, one more weapon, I could see him being okay with what he has in Green Bay for another year.
0: Yeah, I mean, Watson has come out to be a lot better than we thought dubs has played a lot better than we thought as well so yeah if he gets adam even if he gets just adams back with dubs and watson like that's that's the best weapons he's probably ever played with in, in yeah, since uh, really, his jordy really and Cobb days that. and james jones yeah so yep. all right so on to the running backs now aaron jones uh aj Dillon, and patrick taylor are on the roster right now Uh, I think it's just gonna roll it again with Jones and Dylan. I don't see too much of a change here They hardly ever use the third running back outside of an injury Um, Travis or uh, Travis Tyler Goodson is on the practice squad still both a guy that me and you both like Uh, Probably still have him on a few of our rosters. He just the injuries never happened this year So he never got his chance um But yeah, this is a team that only carries like three or four running backs on the whole roster. So what do you think about these guys?
1: I mean, Jones and Dylan, what they are, what they are. They're both on under contract with the Packers. So I think that's probably their backfield next year. Tyler Goodson, the only people I think in in Dynasty that still have him is you and me. I agree. So so, I mean, like everything else says, okay, he couldn't even beat out Patrick Taylor. We thought when Kylan Hill got cut that he was gonna get a shot. And then yep. they just bring Patrick Taylor over him. So it's like, okay, he's a he's a small two hundred pound running back that literally couldn't get off the practice squad. But in the preseason he looked good. Yeah, he
0: smashed.
1: So I'm still gonna I'm
0: still holding on to him.
1: I can't quit it. Would that change if they draft a guy, like, in the fourth round that you like? Like, if they draft, like, Sean Tucker or something like that, would you be out yeah, on Tyler Goodson?
0: Yeah, probably because, like I said, they only ever use, like, three running backs on their roster. Like, they don't, like, jam a bunch on their practice squad or anything like that, so.
1: But somehow they, they – they it doesn't seem like this year they ever even had the, a sniff of, like, a serious injury either. There was yeah. never, like, all oh, Dylan's going to be out a month. You know what I mean? Yeah we never really got to see what their true plan was. Cause they basically had their main two guys, even though they both got banged up at different times. Like you never really had to know exactly how they were going to run their backfield. So yeah, they're probably just running back.
0: Okay. All right. Now on to wide receivers. So Christian Watson, obviously um, second round pick that they drafted this year really came on uh, definitely in their plans this is probably their home run type player. Randall Cobb, uh, not sure what his contract status is, but he's a roster clogger. I'm, I'm cutting him everywhere. Alan Lazard, I believe this is his free agent year. He could be one of the guys who benefits from this week wide receiver free agent class and gets a big deal. So we'll see what happens to Lazard there. Uh, Romeo Dubs, he just came back from uh, injury, and he's actually played pretty good since he came back. Obviously, he had the awesome preseason as well. Uh, and I know you like Dubs as well, so Dubs is definitely a guy I'm keeping and holding on to. Uh, Samori Torre, who they drafted in the seventh round, uh, he got a little bit of play. Uh, I'm a little bit interested in him just in really deep leagues, but uh, any of your shallower leagues, I'm, I'm just going to cut him. Bo Melton, who they picked up from Seattle, um, on the team as well. I think he just really started there, so I'm not sure. Uh, but he's a roster clogger. Cut him. Jawan Winfrey on the practice squad, roster clogger. I've had him for a couple years. It just has never fired. Uh, so I'm done on him. Finally, Travis Folgum is still here on that this practice squad. Um, especially with their wide receiver injuries and stuff that they had this year, and Folgum never got up. I think that kind of tells you that Folgum's just not any good. Uh, so if you're still holding on to him for some reason, he's a cut. Um, and then Jeff Cotton, never even heard of him. Um, and then, yeah, that's it for wide receivers, so go ahead with them.
1: Yeah, pretty straightforward. Lazard's a free agent. Cobb's a free agent. They'll both be gone. Lazard actually graded out really well when I was looking at his numbers better than I thought, so that's definitely a guy. He tried to get the Packers to pay him, if you remember, and they wouldn't, so he's definitely going to hit free agency and probably get paid somewhere. Uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on Lazard. If he goes and gets a big contract somewhere, was that would that be a guy you would want, or – do you think that that's probably just a guy making a money grab and he's probably not that good? Like, it'd be a mistake if someone gives him, like, a three-year, $30 million deal.
0: Yeah. Kind of feels like Valdez-Scantling all over. Um,
1: that's the team the Giants will blow their load on. No, the Bears will blow their load on him. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, I could definitely see that. Picking up, oh, he's a Green Bay guy. He killed us. Yeah. Uh, Three years, seventy million. Here you go, Lazard. <laughs> seventy million, something crazy like that. Um,
1: so that's not yeah. a guy that if he signs somewhere and it looks like he's the number one or number two, you wouldn't want him.
0: No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean he he had Aaron Rodgers and he he's done pretty decent with Rodgers, but uh, there's a, there's very few teams where he could sign where I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like if. If he went to I don't know the Chargers and was their number two number two outside guy, okay, I might be interested in when, with Herbert, um,
1: but you know that's really it. Yeah, I mean I think the fact that Watson and Dubs basically come in and are higher in the pecking order than even he was, you know, like, right. I, I'm would not you, he's solid, but
0: would you feel comfortable with this team if they pulled their normal shenanigan bullshit? and not giving Rodgers any weapons, and they just have Dubs and Watson as their main two outside receivers? Mm. Or would you be, like, uh, scared?
1: I think what they need is they need a underneath possession slot guy.
0: Yeah, to replace Cobb.
1: Because I think Watson isn't a guy you're probably going to get. Watson's kind of a gadget player, but also at the same time, like, can be a deep threat, you know, and Dobbs is... Dobbs isn't a true slot receiver, but he's also not like a true outside burner receiver. You know, he's kind of a he reminds me a little bit of like Zay Jones, like the same type where like you kind of don't know where he fits, but he's just he's going to be out there and productive. I don't know how good he can be, but it feels like they need they almost need kind of like their version of like a younger Cobb. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like Watson and Dobbs on the outside, they sign Jacoby Myers and Myers plays that underneath role
1: Yeah, pick 20. They go J.S.N. Oh god, I'd have a, I'd have an eggplant emoji for fucking weeks. But no, but that wouldn't that kind of make be a decent fit? I mean, oh, I would love it. Will Green Bay ever do
0: it though? That's the
1: problem. No, nah, that, that's too high of a pick. They
0: got so. they got to they got to go defense with that pick again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll but, never reward Rodgers yeah, with that pick. Yep. But no, that I mean that that type of uh even kind of a a, a fast wiry slot receiver, you know, could work. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But, yeah, that, that, that's one where they definitely, I mean, really all they have next year is Dobbs and Watson. Everybody else is going to be different. So,
0: call up the Jets for Braxton Berrios. Oh, I would love that. I, hey, I call up the Jets for Elijah Moore. Yeah, that too. That could work. But Braxton Berrios, oh, I would, I would love that. Really? Braxton Berrios? Hell yeah. Him and Rodgers as the new Jordy Nelson. How about they the-
1: sign Jacoby Myers? That's what I just talked about. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Good idea. Tight
0: ends. Uh this tight end room is just completely fucking dog shit. Uh Tunyon just hasn't played anywhere near this year. I was looking even like tight end premium leagues and he can barely get ten points. Like he's getting like six, threes, sevens. Um I mean I think you gotta hold on to Tunyon and hope, but I think yeah, I'm I'm not too interested in him anymore. Mercedes Lewis is dead. Josiah DeGuara is just a guy, nothing special. Tyler Davis, not interested in him um, after he had some uh, hype in the preseason. Nick Gugamos, never heard of him. Uh, could care less. Yeah, that's it. Go ahead with the Titans.
1: The only one under contract next year is uh, Josiah DeGuarra, and he's basically an H-back. So no interest. Honestly. If-
0: this, team, this team goes to get Gasaki or Ingram. Sure.
1: Sure. I mean, Tanyan on another team, do you have any interest in him? Nope, none. Would you take any any pick? Anything, yeah. So even in a two tight end, two PPR, you'd take like a third just to get him off your team? Oh. Yeah, I guess because yeah. that's the thing. In those formats, he doesn't even help you Gets two targets a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, you start him and he, okay, he catches you two catches for nine yards. You still get, what, 6.9? <laughs> you know, like it's none, nothing major.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a guy. I don't even know how many shares of him. I, I don't. Have. I don't think I. I don't think I have any. So I'm lucky. Yep, there. I have none either. Perfect. Nice. We practice so, what we preach. We yeah. shit on the guy, and then we both look at our shares and it's zero.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. All right, on to Minnesota now. So quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins obviously going to be there another year. He's playing really, really well this year again. I think nothing changes there. Nick Mullins is the backup. Not something I'm going to hold in the off season, but when it comes time next year, I'm fine You know, picking him up if I have an IR open spot um, on Saturday and picking him up and just see what happens because if Cousins did get hurt, I, I agree with you. I think Mullins could come in and at least do a decent job. So definitely like um, him just for next season, not during the off season though. Uh, practice squad, they did pick up Josh Rosen. Uh, not interested in Rosen. That, that career has been long done and anybody on the reserves, no. So, yeah, go ahead and talk about basically Cousins and Mullins.
1: So I believe they gave up a seventh rounder for Nick Mullins, but he is a free agent, so you'll know exactly where he stands if they bring him back on a cheap deal. But I, you and I always picked up Nick Mullins, and I carried him a bunch during the season just for that exact reason. Like This feels like another one of those offensive systems that's kind of like the Miami or San Fran you know it's like the they can coach up the backup to be like semi-competent for a short term if he had to play Mullins did that in San Fran I'm guessing that's why they traded for him before the season like they kind of targeted as a guy like that they can basically run the the Cousins offense in the short term so like he is a guy yeah you cut him in the offseason but you'll pick him right back up if he's the backup for Cousins next year because he could definitely give you a couple spot starts and that's it. But we're on the same page. Yep.
0: Um, running back. So obviously, Dalvin Cook, he's there, I believe, another year as well. You know, he's probably going to be back as the starter. Alex Madison, he is a free agent. Um, I think he's going to have some interest this, um, off season. but it wouldn't shock me if they brought him back either on a cheaper deal. Um, If he doesn't get the interest that he thinks he should get. Uh, and Wong knew basically just a special teams guy. He doesn't really even play on the offense and then Ty Chandler. So this is probably my most owned guy. Uh, Ray Garvin has talked about him quite a bit. He was pretty much injured the whole year, but in preseason he was smashing. So if Madison leaves, I am all aboard the Ty Chandler drinks. I think he could easily be the backup here, Uh, but this team also has a shit ton of draft picks like usual. So, if Madison does leave, I could see them, you know, drafting a, a, another running back here. Like, it wouldn't be shocking if, like, round four came and they drafted, uh, like, a bigger running back, like Tank Bigsby or Charbonnet, you know, to kind of take that Alexander-Madison rule. So that wouldn't shock me either. Uh, practice squad, looking at uh, any running backs. They have Bryant Kobach. That's a guy that you really liked. Um In the offseason, he's still on the practice squad. He hasn't come up to the uh, actual team at all. And then I think that is it. Um, No reserve, guys. So, yeah, go ahead with the running backs.
1: Yeah, Madison's a free agent. There'd be a lot of people that'd be pissed off if he re-upped with the Vikings. But it's possible. I mean, this is the worst time for a guy like Madison hitting free agency because it's like, geez, all these guys that are better than me that have already started are out there. Plus, there's all these guys coming in in the draft. Like, he's probably at best –
0: that's why I said he could just sign a nice, cheap, like, two-year, $6 million deal. He might have in. to. There yeah. might be
1: one team that offers him anything better than what he's getting, and he's probably, like, not even one of the top 15 options that's going to be available out right. there. So he's right. just another guy in a pool of a saturated position this year. So you never know, but, yeah, I kind of agree with you, too. That the Vikings could be a team that goes, yep, we'll just draft another running back, even if it's a— You know, semi high running back pick. It's like we're literally just backfilling Madison's role with the cheaper guy that we don't have to even pay anything for. Yeah. So you think this is a team?
0: Madison has like 10, 12 draft picks too. So they have extra picks all over
1: the place. You think this is a team that could draft a high end running back? Like a real high one, like a second rounder, kind of like when the Packers took AJ Dillon? Same type of thing?
0: It's possible, but I think. You know, it's probably more – I could see third or fourth round. I don't know about first or second, though, because they have a lot of holes on defense and stuff, and the offensive line could use a little bit of help. Um, This is a team that's also been rumored to use their first-round pick on a wide receiver as well, so –
1: yeah. And weren't they the team? Weren't they one of those teams that had the most people from like the analytics background too? Yeah, yeah. So they so they probably aren't. We using looking to waste a, a high draft pick on a yeah. running back, knowing they can find guys.
0: Yeah, their GM uh, now came from the Browns. Um, I forget his full name. It's uh, a difficult name to pronounce, but
1: K A M Quefy yeah. Adolfo Mensa. Yes,
0: that's it. And he came from the Browns. Very intelligent guy um i was watching their uh on youtube they some of the teams do their uh like behind the scenes draft show and you know definitely an analytically based team they, this is a team that's even under um spielman their old gm they always had like 10 to 12 draft picks like i mentioned and and he kind of did the same thing last year he traded back a bunch gained some extra picks um so i expect the same kind of thing so they're gonna have multiple picks Uh, To take multiple shots at these guys. So, yeah, I think uh, probably a third or fourth round running back would be more likely. I don't I just don't see a first or second,
1: which means Ty Chandler could be in trouble. They could bring in multiple Ty Chandlers and he's got to fight for his job.
0: They could. Yeah. And then Ty Chandler is the king of the mountain and he's the man.
1: Yep. Ty Chandler is a starter.
0: Yeah, he should be. He's better than Dalvin Cook. Okay. Wide receivers here. So Justin Jefferson, obviously the man, number one wide receiver in Dynasty. Uh Adam Thielen. Uh I know Scott has a man crush on Adam Thielen, his favorite player. Gotta have him in redraft every year. Gotta jam him into the lineups. <laughs> um K J Osborne, third receiver right now. He's played okay this year. He's just it's hard to pick when to start him he uh, probably just the best ball receiver at best. Lineup leagues, yeah, you probably got to hold on to him, but he's probably teetering more on the roster-clogger territory. Jalen Naylor, six-round pick, didn't really get to play this year at all. Uh, roster-clogger right now. Jalen Rager, definitely a roster-clogger. I think just nothing has gone his way or he's just not very good. Practice squad, Tristan Jackson, a guy who they brought over from the Rams. He's just a practice squad type player, nothing special. Uh, Dan Chisna and Blake Pearl, kind of the same things. Roster clogger, uh, practice squad type receivers, nothing special there. And and Ola B.C. Johnson, who got hurt again. Yeah, he's he's pretty dead for me as well. So Uh, what do you got on the wide receivers here?
1: Yeah, so the... uh... Entire receiving room is still under contract, except for Ola B.C. Johnson. Uh, Adam Thielen is under contract next year, making $12
0: Got to jam him in there.
1: Yeah, there's a $13 million dead cap, so he's going to be there. Look at you, no-sell it. Can't even can even laugh at laugh. He, he's going to be there. Oh, well, I'm laughing. It's, I've just heard it. the joke so many times that <laughs> I'm numb to the laughter at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, Adam Thielen's going to be there. Jalen Rager's making $2.5 next year. So he'd be there because he's still on his rookie contract. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson's still on his uh, – K.J. Osborne's still on his rookie contract. So he'll be there, and then Jefferson will be there. So, I mean, they probably bring in a receiver, but I think largely the receiver room is going to look the same. Everyone's just going to probably get bumped down if they draft somebody.
0: Yeah, I, I would love JSN or Jordan Addison to this team. If, I, if either of those things happen, it's wheels up for me because I would love, love, love that.
1: You don't like Quentin Johnston, or you think he just goes too high?
0: I think he goes too high, and
1: I mean, I he can really like, open it up for Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of like, like, yeah, Jefferson could play more of the slot if he does that, but I kind of like this combo of JSN and Addison where Jefferson and one of those rookies could just. Sp- You know, one can be outside, one slot, one play, and then they flip the next play. Like, they can just be so interchangeable. I kind of like that. Kind of like what they did with Thielen, because Thielen could kind of do the same thing. Um, Yeah, Addison and
1: Jefferson would be pretty sick together.
0: Right, right. And JSN, I think, same same thing too. So, Um, All right, on to the tight ends now. So, obviously, they just traded for TJ Hawkinson. They're going to obviously either pick up his fifth-year option or pay him. Uh, a contract extension. He's been really, really good for them. He's turned into their uh, number two passing option right now. So Hawkinson, definitely in the top six to seven tight end uh, range in Dynasty. Johnny Munt, just a blocker that they brought over from the Rams. I'm not rostering him. Nick Muse, kind of the same thing. Seventh round pick, kind of just a blocker type. Not Nobody I'm interested in. They had James O'Shaughnessy on the practice squad all year. That's just a veteran tight end that they've had. Nothing special there. Not uh, holding on to him anymore. And then um, on their IR is Irv Smith. So I've liked Irv Smith a lot. He's coming back, I think, this week or next week uh, before the playoffs here. As much as I love Irv Smith, obviously he's not going to go over TJ Hawkinson here. I think Irv Smith is just, um, you know, just a solid backup now. Like he's not a starter with future high upside anymore unfortunately so yeah i i bought into a shit ton of irv smith and it it hasn't worked out unfortunately um so yeah he's just a he's just a guy i think in two tight end two tight end uh, leagues where he starts um higher premium leagues i'll still hold on to irv smith um in the shallower leagues though i don't i don't if you have to cut him you have to cut him I, i think you agree with that
1: I don't think he's good, but the good news for you is that Irv Smith is an unrestricted free agent. So he will be gone. He could go somewhere else. You never okay. know.
0: I thought he had another year.
1: Nope, he is was a 2019 draft pick, and okay. he was not a first-rounder. So unlike Fanton Hawkinson, he's gone. So he will hit free agency. So that will be very interesting to see how the market views a guy like that. I The knock for me has always been he's small. He's undersized. He's basically a slot receiver, but he's not... He's not Evan Ingram-level athletic either, you know? So, like, what is he? And then he's been hurt. I mean, shit, he's ended three years on IR, hasn't he? Yeah,
0: unfortunately.
1: So, like, three of the four years, he's literally been out over half the year or the whole year. So, I mean, yeah. it's hard to even say he can put – I mean, he probably can't put much out there to say, like, I'm worth much.
2: Yeah, he's I a
1: one-year he – uh prove it type of player, you know, where he signs somewhere as a backup and then all of a sudden if he's good then maybe he gets a bigger deal. But
0: Yeah, I was gonna say he's a backup. I just I don't see him getting a starting job anywhere.
1: No, but he's hitting free agency, so you never know, but I could you can see... see him no one even picks him up. You know, like he still a free agent and he gets two million a year and you're I'm like, gonna wow.
0: call I'm gonna call it right now the Cleveland Browns will sign Irv Smith.
1: Do you think just cuz of the Stefanski connection and the Browns just love as many tight ends as they can collect?
0: 100%. Yep, and they'll roll out there next year with Anjo Irv Smith,
1: and Harrison Bryant. Hmm, Wonder who else could who else would be interested in him? That you could see.
0: Yeah, I like I'd love him in Green Bay as they like star stud tight end. He's better athletically than any tight end they have there.
1: How about Ingram is too expensive? Jags sign him.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that.
1: Who knows? Nice. Yeah. But it's good. The, the one good thing about him is he's gone. So yeah. he, you could get some sort of movement. Otherwise, he's just so, buried on the team.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you just, you'd hold on to him and just see what happens, basically.
1: I, I mean, okay. Let, let's just play devil's advocate here. Let's say he's signed somewhere that you like, that it looks like it's a decent spot. Mm hmm. Do you think there would be even a demand in Dynasty for people to trade for him, uh, or would it be more of like, okay, cool, I have him, but I'm not still, I'm still not giving you anything for him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's probably uh they want to see it first because he has been in the league so far. It's not like a a Trey Burton situation where he gets a starting job or traded to an, a team and oh, everyone had to have him, you know. Or Alberto, you know. Something so if he like
1: signed somewhere, would you sell him for a third, even in a 1.75 premium league?
0: Depends on where it was.
1: 24 third. No, I mean uh, what team he signed with. Oh, so you, you'd care about the team he went to?
0: Yeah, like if he went to a team. Where... Well, no, but
1: I think the landing spot would be what would trigger somebody to want to pay for him. Yeah. If he so... goes to a shitty team, then no one's going to even want him.
0: Yeah, but it kind of just, like, it still depends on, on what team it is for me. I don't know.
1: I, for me, the answer is yes, I don't want Herb Smith. But Eric wants to see the landing spot, because here's what I hope. I hope he goes to the most awesome landing spot, because then Eric will start justifying why he still has some value.
0: You know what, Scott? I just want to see the guy holding up the goddamn Lombardi trophy, okay? That's all I want for him.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. He's getting... Okay, dude, we're two hours in. We've only done through half the team, so we're gonna go through each one of these teams in well, five minutes.
0: Good thing that we have the Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks because this is three seconds. Desmond Ritter cut everywhere, he sucks. Logan Woodside, terrible. Uh Marcus Mariota, Mark or uh Scott's already
1: cut him everywhere. Go ahead. We've seen worse position groups. Ray kind of likes Mark or that Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I saw he paid thirty bucks for him in an auction. No, but he was saying Desmond Ritter is not bad. You, you, so you don't buy? If you, you would you I'm dump no, Desmond Ritter? He's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna,
0: I'm not gonna dump him because there is a shot like he could still be, you know, a decent backup in the league because he can run the ball a little bit. The three o three right now.
1: Would you take that for Desmond Ritter? The three o three? Yeah, probably. Three o six. Yeah. Okay, so you're getting towards if 306, you three
0: oh six or lower, I I probably
1: I just hold on to him. Okay, I mean, I don't know what else to say because I don't I have one share okay. and it's a league where I'm like, what what am I gonna do? Give him away for fourth? Yeah,
0: he fucking sucks, Scott. Let's just move on.
1: All right, move on.
0: <laughs> Running backs, Tyler Algier. He's really come on this year. I think he's. I'll let you talk about it, but any second would you just sell him or just hold him? He's one of those types we kind of talked about it with Brian Robinson earlier. Cordell Patterson, I believe he is a free agent. Kind of be interesting to see where he would land. Um, I could see Cleveland picking him up as their backup. That wouldn't shock me either. If uh, Kareem Hunt's gone and Patterson went there, obviously Stefanski knows him. He could be the return guy and uh, you know passing game running back and, and get some carries as well. So I could see Cleveland picking him up. Avery Williams, fifth-round pick from 2021. He's been okay, nothing special. Uh, probably just a roster-clogger I don't want. Um, BJ Baylor is on their practice squad, not interested in him. And then I uh, don't think they have anybody on the IR, so go, go ahead with the running backs.
1: Uh, we didn't talk about Caleb Huntley, so... Oh, yeah, he's... Dead. Yeah, he was
0: dead. I, I already put him in the grave, so...
1: Yeah, Caleb Huntley. We both liked until he tore his Achilles, and then we both cut him within ten minutes. So, yep. Oops. Uh, Cordero Patterson is actually signed through next year.
0: Oh, okay. I thought he was. So he he
1: he and Tyler Algier could be both in the same role that they were last year or this year, next year. So, I I think Patterson at this point is just he's more valuable to you just to have as a body. You know. I think if anything, you, you would hope he went somewhere else, but he's never done anything anywhere besides Atlanta. So who the hell knows? So that's it. Nothing more to say here. I think they're going to draft. You mentioned about Algier. He's in the same boat as Brian Robinson, Pacheco, all these guys. Like if you pay a second and you can just get some spot starts out of them during their rookie contracts, you probably got your value worth. But if you have too many shares of Algier or whatever, then okay, you can sell some for a second. I don't care.
0: And then this next one, I'm just going to combine the positions because there's literally two people to talk about. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Obviously, you're keeping those guys. Everybody else, Demir Bird, Olmi Zacchaeus, Kaderil Hodge, Frank Darby, Parker Hess, Michael Pruitt, Anthony Ferkser, Felipe Franks, uh, I... Sean Henry, Cameron Batson. Don't give me that fucking shit about Felipe Franks. He sucks. Uh, John Rain, Josh Ali, uh... Who else is on here? Uh, Jared Bernhardt. Any of these guys? John Fitzpatrick, roster cloggers, move on. Holy uh, shit,
1: they have a lot of guys. I still have four shares of Felipe Franks just because he is a freak. I think I
0: have some. He's theory, a freak
1: but... athlete that is a position convert. I'm not just going to quit him. Now, would I have liked him to literally, like, have gotten one fucking snap this year? I mean, he played a little bit, but. Like I would have liked them to be like, oh, we don't have anybody else. Let's give this guy the ball a couple times, but no, they never did it. So, yeah. I, I'll still hold. But yeah, that that this is one of those bottom ten percenters. So move on. Yeah. And none next of the team, other guys
0: are really worth talking
1: about. No, that, that. you literally named off fifteen guys, and I, it just got worse and worse.
0: Yep. So all right, Panthers. So Sam Darnold. He could end up in a starting job somehow next year. wouldn't shock me. So I'm still going to hold on to him. PJ Walker, I believe he's a free agent. Um, I, I just think he's just a, kind of was like a Matt Rule guy. He might just end up with a backup job somewhere or a third-string spot. So I'm not keeping him on my rosters. I've already cut him anywhere I had him. Uh, practice squad, Davis Cheek. Awesome name. Not some I'm rostering. And then Matt Corral. Uh... I think there's going to be a new regime in here, new GM, new coach. Honestly, I just this is why I didn't draft Matt Corral anywhere because of this situation. I think they are going to clean house. The new regime was going to come in and be like, we don't want this fucking guy. And I think that's what's going to happen with Matt Corral. So career backup. Maybe he gets a shot. You can talk me into me. I don't have him anywhere, so you could talk about him if you're rostered or not.
1: Nope, I've already cut him in leagues. I've I've spammed for fourths, couldn't get any fourths. I cut him in two leagues. Uh did get him thrown into a deal in another league. But yeah, I'm fine cutting Matt Corral. That's one of those where you're gonna have to wait a while just to even get any opportunity. Like there's a chance we're both wrong and he's actually good enough to hang around and in three years he gets a chance. I'm not dicking with that on my rosters though.
0: Right, so right. he doesn't
1: have a path to playing time. It sucks because honestly I he would have gotten a start this year probably if he oh, didn't yeah, get hurt. Easy, easy. So he would have got a look just like Ritter did. So, like, it's yeah. just unfortunate, but he probably set his clock back two years to even get a, a sniff. Yeah. Um, and PJ Walker is a restricted free agent. So uh, they could literally keep him and be like, yeah, he, he knows the offense. He was in house. Like, especially if Wilkes hangs around and he likes PJ Walker, they may just keep PJ Walker. And they dump Darnold okay. and they go get another starter, but like, yeah, I'm not keeping PJ Walker either. Like I've caught him everywhere, so that yeah. that. But that's just one that could stay in Carolina, and he's the backup next year. And I mean, I hate to say it, if they turn around their offense a little bit, PJ Walker could be the kind of guy that I might pick up during the season, like Nick Mullins. You know what I mean? Just because, I mean, maybe he's not very good, but he definitely, every game he played with the Panthers over the last two years has been on just absolute dog shit teams. Right. So maybe he could be better for fantasy if he was on a better team. But, yeah, move on. Okay. Bunch running of backs. roster cloggers on this team. Yeah, so running backs,
0: I'm still holding on to Foreman into the offseason. I think, you know, obviously people were buying him for spot starts. Um, but I think once the offseason goes, he's probably like a third-round draft pick if you want to trade him. Uh, I don't think anybody's giving you a second for him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, same thing. He's probably worth like a third, but you got to hold those guys. Uh, Raheem Blackshear, who they picked up from Buffalo, he's actually um, had a couple of nice plays. So that's a guy I'm definitely rostering still and seeing what happens with him. Um, and then Spencer Brown on their practice squad. I thought he was okay at times. Probably not something I'm going to hold on to. I could probably find somebody better than him, and I believe that is it for the running
1: back. So go ahead. Yep, Hubbard and Blackshear are both probably on the 53 next year unless yeah. they just get a bunch of guys and replace them. But I think those guys are very safe to both be on the roster. They've both been decent this year. I'll definitely want to keep those guys. That those, those guys, and maybe we'll do a different follow-up show as we get further into the offseason. I think there's going to be some opportunities to where – if you don't have the right roster construction, but you want to get a lot of these running backs, I'm not opposed to doing deals where I get like a Chuba Hubbard and another guy like Chuba Hubbard. And I'd be willing to pay like a third for that. Like just collect three or four guys. Like you get like a Jerome Ford and a Chuba Hubbard. If you can get like a two for one deal, I'm be fine trading a third for two of those guys. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I agree.
1: So like you can find deals like that to where it's like, okay, I don't want to pay a third for Chuba Hubbard, but if you give me him and another guy, Okay, now I'm listening because I get, I'm essentially accomplishing what I would have to do with two thirds. I just don't get to make my pick in the draft, but I buy guys that I know are going to be on teams.
0: Right. Okay. So that, that.
1: and then Foreman, you got to think Foreman's going to have the exact same type of job he had this year.
0: Is he back for sure? Is he a free agent?
1: No, he's a free agent. But I mean, somebody is going to look at him and be like, we need a big guy that can carry the ball, you know, a couple times a game, no matter what. And then he can start you know, if we needed him to. So I think he's just going to, con- he's going to be one of those guys that just bounces around year to year always is the backup, but like is good enough to where if he spot starts, clearly you'd pay like a second for him. If he's going to get like a three or four starts during the season. So, right.
0: Okay. I agree with that. All right. And then quick, quickly into the wide receivers, obviously DJ Moore, you're going to keep Terrace Marshall. I think he's showing that he could, he still has a little bit of value, um, he's still teetering on the roster clogger territory, but I'd, I'd keep him for now. The rest of these guys are all roster cloggers. I don't want any of them. Chenault, Shy Smith, Rashard Higgins, Preston Williams is on their practice squad. I didn't even know he was still alive. Derek Wright, CJ Saunders, um, and no, Andre Roberts. Yeah, I'm not keeping any
1: of those guys. So, yeah, just
0: you agree with me, more and Marshall, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I'd sell Marshall if I could get something for him. I think you can probably get at least a third for him. So he's the perfect, hey, if I have Terrace Marshall, can I get a third and I can turn him into a running back? Perfect, right there. I'm fine doing that. And then Shai Smith and Chenault, people will still have those on teams and cut them. Absolute waste of space, done. Yep, yep.
0: And then tight end. So we've both really liked Tommy Tremble. This might be a guy that it just takes three or four years before he finally fires. Um, so I'm still gonna hold on to Tremble in my two tight end leagues or deep premium leagues. Ian Thomas, I know that's a guy that you've kept around in a few spots too. He's kind of the, uh, you know, a little bit same as Tremble, but this is his like fourth or fifth year. He should be firing by now, um, and it just hasn't. So maybe it's a roster clogger. Maybe you just hold on to him. Giovanni Richie, no thanks. Steven Sullivan, that's a an athletic guy. Just has never worked out for him. I'm um, not too interested in him. Colin Thompson's on their practice squad. No thanks. And that
1: is it uh, for the tight end. So anything on them? Yeah, these ones are tricky because I actually think Ian Thomas is probably better than what Dynasty people give him credit for because, remember, he he was good as a rookie. Right. And But Greg Olson was there, and people were like, oh, this guy could be the next starter. And then they elevated his value too high, and they were like, yeah, he should be better. And then he wasn't. But, dude, he's... He's been on terrible teams, yep. Terrible passing teams. So, like, you know, for everything you kind of shit on DJ Moore for, like, basically extrapolate that out with a average at best tight end, you know, and then you say, oh, it's Ian Thomas's fault, you know. Like, right, right. I'm not saying you keep him, but I've kept him around because, again, if their offense were to turn into like a really good offense there's a chance. I mean, Ian Thomas is still athletic. I'm mean, like, he has like an eight, seven RAS score. Like he's not a bum. So in Tommy Trimble, I like Tommy Trimble, but there's a chance. Tommy Trimble was one of these more like an H back, like a John U. Smith, where he just never can earn targets. Right. So yep. I, it, if there was a tight end that the team would go, okay, this is our three down tight end, big athletic can run, but also can do everything that I would want other than receive. It's Ian Thomas. He, he, Remember, they signed him to a $18 million extension. Yep. So, like, they clearly value him there. It's just you need the offense to be good. But I'm keeping both those guys. I'm still fine rostering both. It's just got to be the right tight end format. Okay.
0: All right, on to the Saints. So, quarterback, obviously Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Going to hold on to both of those guys. They'll probably at least both have a backup job. One of those guys might be a starter somewhere next year. So, I'm not dropping those guys. Going to hold on to them. Um, And then their practice squad, they have Jake Luton, no thanks. And I don't believe they have anybody on the IR. So, yeah, just go ahead and quickly go Dalton and Winston.
1: They made the cut on the quarterbacks that were not guaranteed starters that you have to keep. You know, I don't really think there's anything else to say. I think they're both acquired tastes. I'd still Mm -hmm. prefer Winston, but Dalton's been pretty good this year. I mean, you can also argue that (laughs) they've never given Winston the job back. So... If there was a direct competition, it's hard to say that Winston's better. So I think you just collect both of them, and you just hope things the chips fall in your favor.
0: Yep. Running back's very, very easy here, too. Alvin Kamara, obviously you're keeping him. I think the rest you can probably cut. David Johnson, cut. Dwayne Washington, cut. Eno Benjamin, you can maybe keep him, but it's teetering on this guy is just a problem. Um, bounced around from team to team. Seems like he has a little bit of an attitude problem. Uh, he's not very good to begin with anyways. So I don't know how let Scott talk about him, but I could see people cutting him. Uh, Derek Gore on their practice squad. You know, he hasn't been up all year. Not, you know, not somebody I'm rostering. Mark Ingram on IR. I've seen people dropping him. I'm I'm fine with that. If you can pick up somebody better, um, I think Ingram's on his last leg. So yeah, go ahead with the running backs.
1: I mean, there's not really a whole lot else to talk about. Like, you probably still have to keep, you know, Benjamin, because he's a running back that's made a couple teams. But, like, if you you needed a reason to cut a guy and break a tie, it'd be like, yeah, this guy's been basically given up on by two teams in less than eight weeks. Yeah. So there's got to be something there to where it's like, how does he go from the clear backup that looked great in camp to literally... I could understand it not working out with the Cardinals because they're a little dysfunctional and like maybe he pissed somebody off. But then to go to the Texans and then they're still rolling out the fucking garbage running backs that they have and they never even gave him a chance. Like yeah. that, that had, there had to be something where I was like, this entitled motherfucker, like there's no way we're, like he, you know, there's got to be something where. Yep. He's rubbing people the wrong way. So I'd still keep him. But yeah, like he is definitely one of those like no man's land yeah, players. Like, I think
0: deeper leagues, yes. If you're, you're 25, 28, 30 man roster leagues and he's your, your one guy that's teetering on, do I cut him or not? I'm okay with cutting him if you can find somebody better. So, yep. All right. Wide receiver. So this will be a little bit interesting. Obviously, Michael Thomas is on the IR. He's, you're not cutting him or anything like that. But his. Uh his career is in the balance, man. I don't I don't really know what to think about him. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh Jarvis Landry on the IR as well. Uh I think Landry is still fine. I'll I'll still keep him. Uh Chris Olave, obviously one of the best uh, rookie wide receivers this year. He's a stud. And Rashid Shahid. Now that's a guy I know Scott called Roster Clogger. I think he's a stop above. I think he's in the KJ Osborne territory. So Shaheed, I think I'm I'll go ahead and, and keep stashing. Uh, and then the rest of these guys are, if you haven't cut them already, you need to cut them now. Traquan Smith, Marquez Calloway, Kirk Merritt, Keith Kirkwood, Kawan Baker, Kevin White. Um, seeing if there's anybody else on the IR. Deontay Hardy. Um, yeah, any of those guys, I'll just cut. But uh, what do you think about Alave, Shahid, Thomas, and Landry?
1: So Hardy's a free agent, and then Jarvis Landry is also an unrestricted free agent. So I can't imagine they bring him back. Right. Marquez Callaway is a restricted free agent. Uh, Traquan Smith is there. So, I mean, I think they're all roster cloggers. I know you disagree with me on Shaheed. If you told me you wanted to keep him just because he flashed as a rookie, and sometimes those guys that are not highly drafted – don't ever even get a chance to start the year because the team's already kind of pigeonholed him as, like, the number six receiver at best, you know? Mm. Like, I doubt the team really thought they probably had much at receiver with him. Right. So they never even thought, like, hey, let's give this guy a chance. And then all of a sudden he keeps making plays and he's made, like, ten plays at this point. So, I mean, yeah, got to respect the fact that he's done that. But it just feels like one of those guys, if somebody, if he starts getting any buzz in the offseason and someone's like, I'll give you a third, done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather have the roster yep. spot in even a fourth than even mess with the 10% chance that yeah. he's the outlier. Because so.
0: he's never going to be that seven to eight catch guy a week. He's the two for 90 and hits the big play guy, you know? So, yeah, somebody's going to give me a third for that. You can have him. Agreed. Yep. Done. Tight end. So, here's another interesting position. I know a lot of guys that you like. So, Juwan Johnson, he's just really come on the last couple of years and he's learned the position. And I think he's earned a spot as like a really solid tight end too. So I, I like him. Troutman, obviously very highly thought of in the community, just as battled injuries. And I think Jawan Johnson has kind of just overtaken him here. So I think Troutman I'll still hold on to, though, um, and just kind of hope, you know, maybe after a couple years that things start to fire. Sometimes it takes these tight ends four or five years, and he came from a small school as well, so it's not like um, he was, you know, at in an SEC school or something like that. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think you still got to hold on to him, especially um, point-per-carry leagues you know, deeper starting leagues, best ball leagues. Then you just got to hold on to Taysom because he can have these massive games that we've seen him have this year um, on the off chance. So I think that's a guy you kind of going to hold on to. Um, and then practice squad, Lucas Kroll, who you really, really like. I'll let you uh, talk about him a little bit. J.P. Holtz, no thanks. I think he's just like a, a blocker at best. And then I don't see anybody on the injured reserve. So go ahead uh, and talk about these tight ends a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is, the, this is one of the rosters where I'm like, they have four tight ends, and I couldn't really justify getting rid of any of them for different reasons. Like, I don't really want Taysom Hill in Dynasty, unless it's like best ball and I have to start two or something like that. Like, I right. still don't even want him in lineup leagues, but if you have him, you're probably not going to cut him. Like, that's a guy you're just going to wait. If he's not on the Saints and he gets cut by the Saints, then who the hell knows where else he might go, but... The other three, like I like Lucas Kroll. I talked about him on that last Destination Dynasty show, so check that out if you want to hear a little more about him. And then Troutman, I see people giving up on Troutman, but I'm just saying that's not the kind of guy you give up on. Right. You late. You said exactly why you don't give up on him. He's pretty athletic. He had a, an eight plus RAS score. He's a prototypical tight end, so he's not like a you know 6'3", 240 hundred and forty pound guy. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. he's big and still is relatively athletic. So like you. I can't give up the guys that are, you know, 6'5", 270, and they're still pretty athletic. Like, those are the guys that there's only, you know, 50 of those human beings on the planet. So, right. I mean, he's 6'5", 260. Like, there's not many guys that do that and also run, like, a sub-4, 840. Right, right. So, he might suck at football or have no ability to draw targets, but, like, the light could quick on like that. If he's 5% better, all of a sudden it's like, wow, he's like Foster Moreau, and he's actually good if he plays, you know what I mean?
2: Right.
1: Like That's how quick it could change, so I don't give up on those types. And then Jawan Johnson is interesting because he's a restricted free agent that they changed his position. Imagine if he was a restricted free agent and he was a receiver, and he put up the stats that he put up this year. Like his market would be a lot different. So it'll be interesting to see how they treat Johnson. If they slap like a second-round tender on him, I think it's probably serious that he's like their future starter. And I know if you, if you put his, you can't necessarily do this because you can't do it on the Raz card scores, but if you put him in as a tight end, like he's at the very, very top in terms of athleticism,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's small. He's only like 235, 240 pounds, but who cares? Like he's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's, am I crazy to say Jawan Johnson's a top 15 tight end in dynasty?
0: No, well, if I don't. you
1: believe he's still learning the position and he's already produced better than guys that are around him that we valued higher than him, he's already outproduced, you know, like he's as productive as Dawson Knox. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I agree with that. Yeah, no, so, I don't think you're crazy. Okay. Then, so, yeah, uh, I, what about, did you mention Kroll?
1: I just said go to listen to the Destination Dynasty okay. show. He's, an, he's a UDFA that was a... He's, he's athletic. He's big and athletic. That's it. Like, they those guys don't grow on trees, so you stash.
0: Okay. All right. Tampa Bay, quarterback rooms, very easy. Tom Brady, you keep. The rest you cut. Gabbert, cut. Kyle Trask, if you're still holding him, no thanks. Whoa. cut him. Uh, and I don't think they have anybody practice, squad or injury. So,
1: yeah, I mean, nothing really to talk about here, right? So, let me ask you real quick, because you've mentioned this a couple times. Do you, because people still do this. I see it every year. All right those guys the kellen mons davis mills kyle trask those guys that are like late second early third round quarterbacks they get drafted in places where there's a clear starter mm-hmm. do you just avoid those guys like the plague
0: uh depends on if i like the profile of the guy or not like i did take some mons i did take a couple trask but i didn't like i didn't do it a ton like i did it in super flex leagues and and on teams where I could maybe use a shot at a quarterback, and that's where I would take my shot. Like, if I'm loaded at quarterback, I'm not going to take my shot at those guys, no.
1: But do you think the only reason that you maybe took those guys is because they were cheaper than Davis Mills, who everyone pegged as he's going to be the starter, and you're like, yeah, even if he's the starter, he's getting fucking replaced. Yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much, yep.
1: So don't fall into the trap if these teams take, like, an early third-round quarterback, like... Like Hendon Hooker might be that guy this year.
0: Yeah, I might take a shot at Hooker um, once or twice and 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 see what happens. But I'm not like every single time I come up in the third round and he's there. I'm I'm, I'm penciling him in. I'm, no, Does that I'm change do
1: where he lands?
0: Yeah. So like you know I like did if it with Pingles
1: take Hendon Hooker in the third. Are you even gonna fucking bother?
0: Probably not. No, yeah. Like if he ends up like behind Burrow or or Herbert or
1: something like that, yeah, or a no guy guess. with a multi year starter contract, like it's hard yeah. to even bother taking him.
0: Yeah. So like when I took Trask, obviously they had Brady, so you didn't know how long Brady was gonna do. And Trask Trask was okay in, in college. I mean it was a lot of Kyle Pitts was helping him and Tony. Um, but when you watch him in the preseason, you're like, yeah, no thanks, this guy sucks. And then, you know, Kellen Mond, I think Kellen Mond, I took more for the rushing upside and hoping that maybe, you know, he could be the next Jalen Hurts because of his rushing upside. And he wasn't like the greatest passer, but he was OK. He could improve. But yeah, Kellen Mond isn't
1: it either. So
0: that is what it is.
1: So if like next year's Panthers bring back Darnold and then they draft Hendon Hooker in the third, would you be more interested in him?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think I think Hooker's a different case because I think a lot of people considered him a first round pick until his injury. So I think he could get that. He might go in the round two or three, um, and kind of redshirt for a year because of his injury. Um, but I think the that he was a first round type pick talent. A lot of people thought of. I think that'll give me a little bit more uh, willingness to to draft him.
1: Okay, so what if it's somebody a little different? What if it's like a third round, like Jaron Hall?
0: Yeah, I, I, me and you have talked about this before in the past. If you're not like a top fifty draft pick, I'm not interested in you. So if he goes in the third, these third round quarterbacks, no, like out outside of like the first three rounds of rookie drafts, I won't take you. The fourth rounds, the fifth rounds of my rookie drafts. You know, that's where I took Mike Sam Howells last year. I think I had th- three Sam Howells. I think one I picked up on waivers and two I drafted, and those are fourth-round picks. Um, I'll use those picks. If if they fall that far, if they don't, then I'm not taking them.
1: It just feels like the Jaron Halls of the world, if he goes to a place where somebody could see where he could start this year, he'll be way over drafted in our league. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like... We look back on it and you still saw even after the NFL draft Malik Willis was still going in the first round of our drafts or high seconds. And you just Even like Ritters
1: were going in like the mid early second.
0: Yeah. And you just look at it and you just set set that draft pick on fire. That's basically yeah. what it was. It was some people just have to learn and, you know, I don't know. Yep. All right, running back. So Leonard Fournette. Uh, not sure if he's a free agent, you can let me know. Uh, Rashad White, obviously, he was their third-round pick this year. He's looked pretty good this year. Obviously, you're keeping Fournette and White right now. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, I maybe this is his last year coming up um, with him. He'll probably still hang around. I've picked him up in a couple places just in case. Uh, he's a body, just like any of these other guys that we've kind of talked about. They're just a, a running back body uh giovanni bernard i think his career is probably coming to a close here he didn't even get on the field this year and they had um all these injuries and stuff so yeah i'm not interested in giovanni bernard anymore i've seen him on some waiver wires already um no patrick laird is on their practice squad no thanks and that's it for no injured guys so yeah go ahead with the running backs
1: yeah, so uh, Keyshawn Vaughn has one more year left on his rookie deal. He's a free agent after 2023. Bernard is a free agent, so he'll be gone. Uh, Leonard Fournette is signed for two more years at $6.5 a year. Fucking wolf. So now they can cut him after 2024 for no, well, $1.5 million dead cap. 2023, they'd still have to eat five of his $6.5 to cut him. So I think they just keep him. Unless they just blow things up.
0: Yeah, or or they is, just say,
1: why do we pay a running back at all and we just cut him and save the $1.5 because we literally can find a replacement for like the same if, price.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. That's like if Brady's gone and they just, like, have to settle for, like, Andy Dalton or Jordan Love or somebody like that, like, I don't even really want Fournette.
1: I mean, that that... That's something to think about because you probably devalue him a little bit by the fact that he doesn't have the flexibility of free agency. Yeah, Like if there's another Leonard Fournette, I'd rather have the guy that has a chance to pick somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like he's kind of stuck. And it kind of hurts Rashad White too, because if Fournette is still on the roster and then they don't have Tom Brady, I mean, I don't know how much you've looked into Rashad White, but he's actually not any good. The only thing he's living on is the fact that Brady fucking throws it 50 times a game and dumps it down yeah. to the running backs 20 times a game. Like Rashad White is a ter- has been a terrible running back. Now, part of it's the offensive line, but I think people saying Rashad White is Tony Pollard, like, I don't think he's even close. Right, right. So I think Rashad White and, and Fournette are guys, I'm like, man, if I can re-roll those, those spots, I'm fine with it. If I can re-roll Rashad White for a second, I would do it. So that's it. Yeah, that's not not much else to say about the Tampa yep. backfield. But then what if they run it back with Brady? Then you're like, fuck, Rashad White could catch 70 passes.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, White's a guy that you're not going to just get rid of. So he's going to be on your roster. Uh, wide receiver. So obviously, Godwin, you're still keeping really good receiver. Mike Evans, uh, you know, I don't know if he's even worth a first-round pick anymore, but maybe a second and a third, two seconds, somewhere in that range julio jones is probably teetering on roster clogger he's probably in like at least the kj osborne range for now but like if he doesn't have tom brady or somebody like i'm not even interested in him uh russell gage i think he's still he's in that kj osborne range as well i'll still hold on to him um unless it's like a very shallow roster league scotty miller brashad perriman devin tompkins uh, roster cloggers, I'm not keeping them. Kalen Greiger, Tyler Johnson came back to their practice squad, apparently. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm not interested in any of those other guys. What about you?
1: Nope. Free agents. Julio Jones, Brashad Perriman, Scotty Miller, so I maybe yeah, they could bring gone. back Scotty Miller, maybe. It, but that seems like one of those guys that if he didn't have Brady, you wouldn't even know who it was. So right. i Yeah, man, this this is one of the harder teams to evaluate because they have some good players. Like uh, you could tell me where I'm interested in Fournette, Evans, Godwin, and Rashad White next year, and Kate Auden. I know we haven't even talked about the tight ends, but then you could also tell me where if Brady leaves and they just bring in like a lesser guy that throws it. You know, if they brought in like a guy like Tannehill and he throws it 250 less times than Brady, like, aren't all of these guys pretty much dead where their value is right now? Probably.
0: Yeah, I I could see maybe Godwin is still okay, but But even
1: Godwin has been not that great. He's just living on the fact that Brady just dumps it down to him. Well, I
0: I think what it is, is Brady has been scared to get hit this year. So they have just thrown the ball. Just their a dot is like fucking terrible. Like they're not throwing the ball downfield at all. I'm sure some of it has to do with maybe Brady's arm strength has gone a little down, but I don't think it's really all that. I think it's more the offensive line has been banged up and he's afraid to get hit. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I think of it. I think their their numbers could improve. It's not like not like Godwin and Evans can't
1: go downfield anymore. They definitely let's roll it back with Jameis. I'd be fine with that. I'd, <laughs> I'd be one be of the ones down where down. I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's well- I yeah. like these guys again. Yeah, fire them up. Yeah, that not Tampa a weird team? Like, you just have no idea what they're going to do. Super weird, yep. Uh, tight end. So, K. Otten. that's a
0: 2022 fourth-round pick. Um, that's actually been really good this year. When I watched his uh, tape for college, I wasn't, like, that impressed. But he's definitely um, exceeded my expectations that I had. I think he's in that, like, tight end twenty. 18 range and dynasty so a young tight end like daniel bellinger that's that's did really good this year so i'm interested in him cameron brate i think he's kind of on the end of his career i i just drop him unless it's like two tight end league or super high premium coke keith another second round or six round pick that they drafted Uh, i think he's kind of just like an h-back blocker type nothing i'm special or real special there Kyle Rudolph, probably the worst free agent signing um, of all offseason that everybody blew 500 fab on. Did absolutely fucking nothing. Probably got to be the worst. Um, Practice squad. uh, David Wells. Was that Beanie Wells' brother? I don't know. Don't know who that is. And, yeah, go ahead with the
1: tight end. Yeah, it's just Cade on Every other one's a roster clogger. So, I mean, he's, he's another one of those where, like, don't overvalue him because he had a good rookie year because this could be his best year that he has in his whole rookie contract. All like, right, he's, he's solid, but that's it.
0: All right, the one that I said will be the fastest. Cardinals quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy cut, David Blau cut, Trace McSorley, the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I agree. Awesome, thank you. And James Morgan, he's on their practice squad. He's still alive. Didn't know that. Uh yeah, that's it for the I got nothing else. Awesome. I love it. Running backs, James Connor. I believe he's a is he a free agent or he signed a
1: two year deal. Uh pulling up the Cardinals okay. now, so go ahead. Yeah, Connor.
0: Um if you know he's been a workhorse. He stayed healthy this year, despite everyone saying, "Oh, he's always gonna get hurt." Um, he did miss a couple games. It's not like he didn't uh, get hurt, but I think Connor is—he's a step above Leonard Fournette. He's probably honestly, he's probably just as good as like Miles Sanders and David Montgomerys and and Devin Singletary, those free agent running backs uh, coming up this year. So I think Connor is. He's just in that range, like in the running back 24 to 30 range, somewhere in there. Keontae Ingram, who they drafted in the sixth round. He hasn't really gotten a shot to play too much, but I'm still interested in him. Going to hold on to him. Corey Clement, uh, roster clogger city. Um... Tyson Williams is on their practice squad. Another roster clogger if you're still holding on to him for some reason. And then looking at their IR, their IR is freaking huge. Daryl Williams, roster clogger. I'm not interested in him. Um, And that's it. So, yeah, go ahead, running backs.
1: Yeah, so James Conner is signed through 2024. Okay. He has a $10 million dead cap next year. Yep, so, he's, so he'll be back. He's there. Yeah, everyone's talking about they want the Cardinals to draft a running back high. That's like that's the last thing they need.
0: But you know what? If they keep Steve Kahn, which is probably not likely at this point and all that, like this would be the dumb organization that would draft Bijan with their top 15 or whatever pick they're at, top 12 pick.
1: Um, I mean, they need like six other positions. It. Yeah,
0: but this would be the team that would do something stupid like that if they kept the same regime.
1: And ruin it for everybody yes exactly yeah so connor's there he's a free agent after 2024 but they can cut him in 2024 before the season for two million uh there are other free agents you already mentioned a couple of them uh cory clement's a free agent daryl williams is a free agent so uh, daryl williams is one of those guys where like he's probably on the bottom end he's he's basically the same as like mike davis or damian williams like he's a. Uh, veteran body that's already been passed around a couple times but like that could also be the kind of guy that like re-signs with the Chiefs randomly you know like he he's just one of those guys you keep because he's a running back he's been moderately successful before so you just keep him yeah I
0: I guess yeah he's he's no different than Mike Davis or Damian Williams no
1: no you just hope he but but you have to also realize that when free agency hits and those guys are on waivers like They're the ones that teams bring in for the tryouts. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're not guys that are going to get any sort of contract. So
0: Right. Okay. Uh, That's fair. Uh, Wide receivers. So, Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, definitely guys you're keeping right now. Greg Dortch, I think he's showing enough this year to where he's, at least in the K.J. Osborne territory, um, above roster clogger. So, I'll hold on to Greg Dortch. Uh, A.J. Green cut. Robbie Anderson, I'm done with him. Cut. Farrell Cooper, cut. I'm looking at their practice squad. Andre Baselia, no thanks. I'll cut him. Uh, Javon Wims, he's bounced around from 17 different teams. No thanks. Uh, Antoine Wesley, that's a guy that we did like, but I think Greg Dortch has kind of just taken his spot. So Wesley's like, what, wide receiver? Five at best if he came back healthy. No thanks. Um, And then, obviously, Rondale Moore. So Rondale Moore you're going to keep as well. And you know him and Dorch will. I don't want to say battle it out. I think Rondell Moore has that spot, but uh, with the injury history of some of these guys, Dorch could at least be useful at some point as well.
1: Yeah, I think Rondale's one of those re-roll guys that I would move. Right, I agree. For any, if I, I mean, I could take any of the top ten receivers in this year's class. I'd probably rather have them than him um robbie anderson will be cut he's a he is signed through next year but it's a zero dollar dead cap so i can't imagine they would bring him back aj green's a free agent uh greg Dortch is a restricted free agent so that will be interesting to see if they're willing to put any sort of value on him that'd be a guy if they try to go too cheap with him someone may step in and sign him for a couple million and then he goes elsewhere so it's not guaranteed that he's back in arizona and then uh I mean, obviously, Hollywood is coming up for a contract after next year. It'll be interesting if they give him the bag because that's the reason he left Baltimore in the first place. So yep. it's just going to come down to what who they bring in there as the coach and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think they could be a good offense, but, you know, they could also resign Hollywood Brown. And then by the time their offense is back and kicking, when Kyler's back, like Hopkins could be dead at that point. Right. So, I mean, what do you do with Hopkins now that you know he's going to be in Arizona, but Kyler could be gone for. Half the year does it worry you on Hopkins if they bring in like just an average body?
0: No, because like think he even... just gets
1: fed by anybody.
0: Yeah, he'll just get fed by anybody. He's just one of those types. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. still
1: fine with him. Yeah. Would you pay a second in the off season for him? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so he's not one of those guys you would shy away from buying. And once we get to March, like you'd give up a two o four for him.
0: If I could see he was on the clock, maybe I don't know. It's, it's close. I'd probably probably Hopkins if I need the receiver. Okay. All right, tight ends. Obviously, Zach Ertz. He was hurt. Um I'm still you're still holding on to Zach Ertz, so nothing's really changing there. Trey McBride, probably the most disappointing rookie tight end. Um he was like the consensus tight end one of this class. It wasn't even close to the next guy. And he's he hasn't performed or done shit all year. Um, not dropping him or anything like that, but just wanted to say he's a little bit of disappointing. Uh, Max w- Williams, that's a roster clogger if I ever saw one. Steven Anderson, uh, another roster clogger. No thanks. Uh, I don't even know how to say this guy's name on their practice squad. No thanks. Chris Pierce, no thanks. And I think they just had Zach Ertz on the on the injury wrist. So yeah, talk about those tight ends. All right, we're going to move I, on I, to the Rams.
1: No, I don't even know how to say his name.
0: <laughs> I don't It's Bernard something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Bernard uh, Sakavitz? Is that yeah, what you're one, talking about?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I gave up on that one. I saw that, I was like, yeah, no thanks.
1: So, so I wanted to ask you about Zach Ertz. Sure, let's do Torn it. ACL and MCL.
0: Fucking woof.
1: So, I mean, any third, is he gone? Yeah,
0: I think that's fair
1: doesn't it feel like he's a guy that could just retire?
0: He could, yeah.
1: Or he or, shows up next year and he's or a he fucking battles Yeah,
0: he, or he shows along. up next
1: year and he's the starter and he smashes and you're like holy yeah. shit he recovered. I never thought he would. Yeah, he'll pull a Logan Thomas. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I mean he is under contract, so I mean, I could see him showing up next year and just cuz he shredded his knee doesn't mean he's not he can't get any fucking slower. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so as long as he knows how to find like a zone and get in space, like he can still get right, 70 right. catches. Right.
0: So yeah, he's,
1: but he's one that, yeah, he shredded his knee. I know they were really coy about his injury, but then they were like, yeah, it was bad. So we'll yeah. see with him.
0: All right. On to the Rams. So quarterbacks, obviously Matt Stafford, oh. you're holding on to Matt Stafford still, but yeah, his, uh, his value has tanked a little bit. I think he's pro I think Stafford, if, you know, if McVay stays there and all that, he could be a sneaky little buy this off season, and and just hope he returns to full health, um, because he still has Cooper Cup and and some of these guys. You know, they're gonna. This is an aggressive team. They're gonna make some aggressive moves. Um, so like, I don't like hate it. Like, if you know, he's. Do you have down. the
1: balls to buy right now, though?
0: Depending on the price, like I'm not giving you first. No way. But if I could buy for a second, I think I'd, I'd entertain it.
1: Okay. So a 23-second, 205, and a 24-second. got to give up both picks. No, I don't think I would do that right now. Okay. So you, you'd want to see, before you paid more, you'd want to see that McVay comes back. Because yeah, I, I think can, if McVay do doesn't come back, I think Stafford did. I don't know if Stafford wants to play for a laid-up right. coach.
0: Right, I agree with that. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on what McVay does. I agree. Um, but then the other quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, he's had a couple uh, decent week stretch here. He's at least earned uh, a possible another starting job, um, either with the Rams here if Stafford retires, or maybe the backup for the Rams, or another starting job somewhere else. So I think Baker Mayfield, you still got to hold on to. There's a little bit of hope there, John Wolford. And Bryce Perkins, if you still have them, their roster cloggers, go ahead um, and dump those guys. And Case Cookus, never fucking heard of him. Uh, he's on their practice squad, apparently, and not seeing anybody else that's hurt. But, yeah, uh, anything on Baker and those guys?
1: Well, I just want to ask you, what are you doing with Baker if he re-ups with the Rams? But they also keep Stafford and McVeigh. Would you still pay for Baker?
0: Um, no, I'm, not, I'm not giving you a second. I'll give you a third. Okay. But, yeah, that's probably right. I mean, do you I think
1: long-term at. that's better for Baker to stay there for another year with the Rams, or do you think it's better that he tries to go hit free agency? Because this is, he's going to get one more chance. If he goes somewhere else and is a train wreck, then he'll never get another shot.
0: Yeah, I think he's, um...
1: Like, is he better off taking a year off and literally st- sticking with McVay and Stafford and just kind of, like, trying to... Because I bet you he can learn a lot from those two guys and then he could he could emerge like as a a good quarterback again.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't think you're off base on that at all.
1: All right. Next uh, running backs. Yeah. Running
0: back. So Cam Akers man, he's had a fucking up and down year from the pit of hell to now he's might be winning people fantasy championships.
1: Kind of crazy to think about, honestly. To the the team was gonna cut him because he didn't want to be there, and now they're giving him like a fucking monster workload.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they literally have nobody else. So, yeah, really crazy. Uh, Kyron Williams. I think you still got to hold him, but man, like, I don't know if it's because the offensive line is so bad that he just doesn't have any room to do anything, and he can't like they're not utilizing him as like the pass catcher too much. You still got to hold on to him, but, like, my thoughts about him have kind of de- definitely lowered. Uh, Ronnie Rivers, I, he's always sucked. I didn't think he was any good at all, but I don't, I've i seen him on a lot of waiver wires, and I haven't picked him up, so maybe you're, you're different than me on that. No.
1: Nope. I skip over him. I cut skip every share, him. and I just yeah. skip. He's one of those blind spots where we're both, like, if we're wrong and he makes a team, go for it.
0: Okay. Malcolm Brown, too old, like... I'm not interested in him. He he gets passed around the league, too. Not interested in him. And then anybody on the IR? I'm not seeing anybody. So any thoughts on the rest of those
1: guys? No, I mean, I think they probably, with their their cap situation and their draft picks, like, honestly, I think they just roll in next year with Cam Akers.
0: Yeah.
1: As long as that relationship is mended, I don't see why. he's a, Why not? He's a running back. You know, he's... Right. Maybe he doesn't stay there after next year. They're they're certainly not giving him another contract, but like they can just. Why would they? Have, they have no motivation to dump him. As long as he's fine with whatever he's getting, then fine. Kyron Williams kind of just feels like one of those guys that he's he's he doesn't have the greatest combo of what you're looking for, right? Like he's reco- he's absolutely going to require a quarterback that'll check the ball down. Yeah, because he's small and slow. So what does he bring to the table? so like he needs a quarterback that's like oh let me throw it to this guy and they have to play him all the time on third down he hasn't even been playing all the third downs so like what is he yeah like i can definitely see the rams being a team that brings in a like they tried to do it with sony michelle i can see them bringing in another like like this would be the team that brings in like a deontay foreman for a million bucks and he Mm -hmm. just blows past somebody like Kyron Williams you know what I mean right right so I I think Kyron Williams is one of those guys like he's almost not even a body that I'm interested in but you got to keep him
0: yep I agree with that all right wide receivers obviously Cooper Cup you're keeping him uh hopefully you're praying Stafford comes back so they have that connection Allen Robinson has just fallen off the face of the earth like I don't even know if he's worth a second anymore he's probably only worth a third um in most spots, so you kind of just got to hold on to him and and hope he rebounds. Van Jefferson, he's teetering on the roster-clogger territory. I'd like him a little bit better with a real quarterback like Stafford. Um, But, yeah, nothing special there. Skaronic, I think I've cut him. I cut him when Stafford went down, and I just didn't care. Even though he had some decent games after that, I just didn't care. So he was a roster-clogger for me. Tutu Atwell, roster-clogger. He hasn't done anything in two years. I know you'll laugh at me, Lance McCutcheon still, the preseason all-star. I have him still on a couple deep rosters, but he's probably a roster-clogger. Brandon Powell, Austin Trammell, roster-cloggers. Lance Lenore, roster-clogger. Jareth Stearns, roster-clogger. Jaquarel Robertson, roster-clogger. J.J. Koski, roster-clogger. Jacob Harris, definitely a roster-clogger. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Free yourself, Eric. After this show, go and cut all of your Lance McCutcheons. No. There's okay. still hope. He's there's the next. Not. He's the next Victor Cruz. There's not. Honestly, the second most valuable receiver is probably Allen Robinson still, but he's he, there's no way you can get a second. To yeah. the point where if you're not even able to get a second, you might as well actually buy him for thirds, just as the, there's a miracle that he could come back. But... You know, when I did that receiver show, he was way outside of the wide receiver threshold, like even below guys where you're like, wow, there's no way he's worse than, you know, Darius Slayton, and he's not even close. Like, Darius Slayton blew him out of the water. So, like, that's kind of where his value is. He's one of these guys where you go, I don't know what the hell to do with him. And then Van Jefferson's, like, just as bad as him. So, like, he's another guy that I'd take any third for Van Jefferson. And really, if I have him, it's like, man, i I'm close to cutting my Van Jeffersons, but right. then again, like you could see where you'd want to have him around, maybe so you don't cut them, But geez, yeah, this is a messy team. That's why I just every, every the more you talk about the Rams, you just wonder why the hell would McVay come back? But yeah,
0: we'll see. It may, makes you uh, feel bad for Dogtown that he actually has season tickets to this fucking shit show.
1: You know what? He got a Super Bowl out of it, though. Yeah, that's true.
0: All right, tight ends. Tyler Higby, you're still keeping him around. He's just like any of these other tight ends at the back end, like Dawson Knox's and Tyler Conklin's. He's just, uh, he has a role. Sometimes, like, when there's three receivers that they could trust in, like, he's worthless. And then there's other times where they have nobody and he's a god. So it's really hard to trust him. Uh, but you're, you're definitely keeping him. Bryson Hopkins, I know you kind of like him a little bit, I believe. Um, uh, I'm still not too interested in him, honestly. And then on their practice squad, they have Roger Carter Jr. No, thanks. And I believe that is it for the tight ends there. So yeah, go ahead with a uh, Higbee and Hopkins. Oh,
1: you forgot one. Jared Pinkney.
0: Oh yeah. Let me, let me sign up to get him.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I talked about Bryson Hopkins on the destination dynasty. So I should check that out. And then Higby still under contract. Like Higby's not a guy you can literally ever trust week to week, but there's going to be these pockets where it's like, Oh, but this was a Higby game. He gets nine catches. So I, he is what he is like that. I don't know what else to say. I, I stash Bryson Hopkins for the same reason, because I think it's more of a systemic thing that easily, if he were to jump in there, he's more athletic than Higby. Hmm. But he's the only tight end they have. Now this could be a team that also drafts a tight end. And just replaces Bryson Hopkins. But I mean, I'm still holding him into the off season. So that's it. Next team.
0: All right. 49ers. So obviously, Trey Lance at quarterback, you're still keeping him right now. Jimmy Garoppolo probably ends up somewhere else next year as a starter. So you're holding on to Garoppolo right now. Brock Purdy, I think he's obviously one of the best backups in the league right now. And I don't know if he takes this team to the Super Bowl or a real deep like, I think there's a legit competition between Purdy and Lance and camp this year. So you're definitely holding on to Brock Purdy. You're not cutting him or doing anything like that. Josh Johnson. I think they just brought him in just as the backup for right now. I don't see him sticking around with this team. Jacob Eason is on the practice squad. I'm not holding on to him anymore, uh, but yeah, go ahead with these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the only, the only, ones you really want are Lance and Purdy. And then obviously Garoppolo is going to go somewhere else, but yeah, I mean, this is one of the few teams where you could say, I want to roster all three quarterbacks. Yeah. And I might want to roster all three of them going into next year. There's a shot that Lance isn't ready or, and or there's a chance they could maybe even trade Lance. You never know. Like, uh-huh. same thing we talked about earlier this year. If Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl, it's going to be hard for them to let him walk. Right. What if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and he looks as good as he's looked so far? Yeah. Then you might That's- be like, well, maybe we just... Because the other thing with Brock Purdy is he is on a massively cheap deal. Yeah. So even if you had to keep Trey Lance around because you couldn't trade him because he's coming off this injury, like you could look and say, the next two years, I'm going to roll with Brock Purdy because we're paying him $600,000. Yeah. And And at any point,
0: teams won Super Bowls with cheap contracts like that
1: and especially teams that have already had their contention window and they have to start paying guys like they're, they've had to pay, you know, they still have to pay Nick Bosa. They had to pay Debo. They had to pay Kittle. Like they're going to have to pay Iuk. Like they might be able to keep a lot of what they have going. If they have a cheap rookie deal, that's probably what they hoped with Trey Lance, but he's going to go into year three and it's like, you'd have to decide on Trey Lance's fifth year option after next year. So I don't know if you could trade Trey Lance, but it's a good problem to have for the Niners. Like, they have two quarterbacks that are on rookie deals that are, like, I still think Trey Lance is starter quality. It's just, is he, like, second contract quality, you know? But right. they have two guys that are cheap that, so that's yeah, a good problem to have. So I, I definitely am glad I picked up, I picked up, like, seven Brock Purdies. I'm glad I picked them up, because, yeah. shit, I'm starting three Brock Purdies in the championships this week.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited so, uh, about it. I
1: removed two Lamars for Brock Purdy's, and I'm like, I don't hate it, you know? Yeah, for sure. All
0: right, on to the running backs now. So obviously, San Fran always has running backs. McCaffrey, you know, he's still a top five running back there in Dynasty. Jordan Mason, Ty- Tyrion Davis Price, who they uh, got last year. I think both of those guys stick around. They're both guys I still want to roster um, a bunch of if I can. Um, Tevin Coleman is still on the practice squad. I'm not carrying him anywhere. I've seen him on a ton of waiver wires. Um, And then Elijah Mitchell is on the IR. So it was interesting how they used Elijah Mitchell when he did come back from his injury uh, the first time there with McCaffrey. I thought it was very interesting that those guys almost like split carries, and sometimes Elijah um, was the guy who got uh, the most work there. So, I thought that was very interesting. And, you know, could that be something they do for the future? But the thing with Mitchell is, man, he is just injury prone at just every little nick. He has like, I think he's had like seven MCL sprains by now, it seems like. Um, I'd still like to have him on my team. If I can buy him for some thirds, I'm doing it. But I don't know if anybody's selling for thirds. If I can get him as throw ins, I'll, I'll, I'll like that. Um, I, I definitely want some pieces of Elijah Mitchell because I think he can still be good, but uh, man, his, his injuries are just a little worrisome.
1: Yeah. The Niners backfield is interesting because like they have three guys on rookie contracts that are still guys. I want, you know, I want TDP. I still want Jordan Mason. I still want Elijah Mitchell. And then obviously you have McCaffrey. So like, this just feels like another one of those backfields that just has guys you just keep, but, you, I have no clue how they're going to be used or what their roles are going to be, but you kind of just want to have all of them as bodies. So I don't really know what else to say with those four, but I, I kind of want all three of the guys behind McCaffrey. So,
0: Right. Okay. Uh, wide receiver. So I think obviously Debo and IU, you still want to keep those guys. Honestly, I think the rest of these guys might be roster cloggers. Ray Ray, McLeod, Juwan Jennings, I guess you could maybe consider him in like the K.J. Osborne tier, but probably a roster-clogger. Danny Gray, he hasn't done shit this year. I figured he'd have a little bit more an impact and just hasn't. I still like the talent, but I could see if you, if you needed to cut him. Daz Newsome, Willie Sneed on the practice squad, no thanks. Tay Martin on the practice squad, no thanks. Jordan Matthews, I can't believe he's still in the league, no thanks. And that's it for the receivers.
1: Anything you got? You know, I Jawan Jennings was one of those guys that kind of was a at the roster clogger range where I'm okay rostering him, but that's that's basically it. Yeah, he is like on the KJ Osborne range where I'll carry him into the off season, but that's really it. So, like, I, I haven't just blanket cut him everywhere. So that's that's a lot for me when you're talking about receivers in this range.
0: Okay, um, tight ends. Uh, this is easy. George Kittle. The rest are roster cloggers. Tyler Croft, Charlie Warner, Ross Dwelly. No thanks on any of those guys, um, and I don't even see anybody else on the uh, practice
1: squad yeah. or anything. So, Croft and Dwelly are free agents, so they'll be gone. They'll probably. This is a team I can see drafting another guy, trying to hit on like the next Kittle. You know, get another like a backup mm-hmm. with like Kittle that's athletic. They tried that with Charlie Warner. I think they probably end up doing it again. So that's it. Maybe we can move on to the last team.
0: All right, and Scott's favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. You just love how they how they run their team. Gotta
1: change their stripes. I I was wrong about him this year. I think the whole entire dynasty community was wrong about him, so we gotta adapt.
0: Yep. All right. So quarterbacks, obviously Geno Smith, he is a free agent. He's gonna be bag chasing. Do not blame the man at all. He's had a hell of a season, a lot better than anybody ever thought. Um so yeah, good for him. I hope he gets the big bag and, and I honestly I hope he comes back to this team because I think he's good for them. Uh, Drew Locke, he's been awful. I've seen him cut in some leagues. I'm not holding him anymore. I don't think he's any good. Um, And then on the uh, practice squad is Sean Mannion. I'm not interested in him. He's a roster clogger, and I've not seen anybody on the reserve. So, yeah, go ahead with the running or quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, Drew Locke literally hasn't played, so he doesn't make the cut of a guy I would keep. And then Chino Smith, yeah, i I think he is what he is. He's going to be on a a short leash wherever he goes, but he's going to get a a decent shot somewhere, whether it's Seattle or whether it's another team. So I think he is what he is in dynasty. People probably want at least a second, if not more. Mm -hmm. But if you told me you bought him for a second, I wouldn't be like, it's stupid. So he is what he is.
0: All right. Running back. So obviously Kenneth Walker is one of the top five to 10 dynasty running backs right now. He's a keeper. Travis Homer, um, I believe this is going to be his final year there. They could re-up him for a cheap deal; wouldn't shock me. But he's just a jag, honestly. I'm not not somebody I I really look forward to keeping. He's I've seen him on some waivers as well. But yeah, I'm not not too interested in DJ Dallas. I do like a little bit still. Um, I think he probably stays with this team to finish out his rookie deal. Um, I'll hold on to him in a couple spots here uh, in deeper leagues. Godwin Igabuke, he was uh, with the Lions last year, and caught on with the Seahawks here at the end of the year. Not somebody I'm interested in. Uh, Darwin Thompson, Tony Jones Jr., and Wayne Gallman are all on the practice squad right now. Darwin hasn't sniffed the, the backfield, even with all their injuries, so Darwin is... On waivers everywhere. Tony Jones had his shot. I was, I still I liked him a little bit. He just hasn't never done anything with his shot. So I've dropped him everywhere pretty much that I had him. And Wayne Gallman. I know you kind of like him a little bit. Maybe he's a guy who could stick around and get a shot. You know, I, I I might have one or two shares that I did pick up in deeper leagues. But you know, he's the last guy on my rosters. And then injured reserve is Rashad Penny, and I believe he's a free agent as well. Um, I could see Penny coming back to this team, if you know, as a a guy that they still like and believe in. If they can get him on a cheap deal, or he goes somewhere else, so we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: Yep, I'm with you with Gallman. Like he's the last guy on your team. If you literally don't have anybody else, you could do worse. That's a guy that's made teams before. Just because he took a year off doesn't mean he can't play. Just means. It's never the right time. Sometimes those guys come out of nowhere. It's like, wow, he took a year off and now he's back on a depth chart. Um, I'm interested in getting a lot of penny if he's dirt cheap because people just assume he's going to get injured. I don't care if he got injured last year. If I can get him even cheaper as a throw in next year, you know, he's a decent player. They just can never stay healthy, but who cares if he's right. down in the third round or lower price range. I don't care if he can't stay healthy. I don't expect him to stay healthy. I expect him to give me, he gives me one start. That's more than probably what I had to pay. Yep. So I'm definitely collecting some pennies.
0: He feels a lot like Elijah Mitchell to me. So, yeah, I agree with that. Same thing. Yep. Um, All right, wide receiver. So uh, this is actually really easy. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you're keeping. Marquise Goodwin, I don't care how decent he's been this year. He's a roster clogger um, after the season ends. And plus he's doubtful this week, so you might as well just cut him now. Penny Hart, roster clogger, Laquan Treadwell, Derrick Young, roster cloggers, K Johnson, Aesop Winston Junior. Um let's see if there's anybody else. Dwayne Cody Eskridge Thompson. on IR gone. Yeah, Dwayne Eskridge, definitely a roster clogger. Like if you look up in the dictionary at the fucking definition of roster clogger, it probably has Dwayne Eskridge's picture right next to it.
1: Yep. I agree with you. This is an easy one. They have no receivers you would even bother rostering other than Metcalf and Locket. Yeah. And honestly it's well, you can you can talk about the tight ends. I think it, it they have roster clogger tight ends, but maybe you feel differently.
0: I like Fant still. Um, obviously you got to just trust the you know, the pedigree that he has. I mean, I know they still use three tight ends. Like if it was just Fant, I think he'd definitely be have a lot more appeal to people, but they do use three tight ends. It sucks, I know, but it is what it is. Colby Parkinson, I do like. I've always liked him. He had just he had Injured the last couple years, finally he's come on the last two years here, and I think he's you know he's obviously going to stick around with his rookie deal and uh, has a shot to be the you know tight end two here. And they used him quite a bit last week, so I like that. Will Disley, I mean that guy's been on IR, has had some of the most horrific injuries that you could sustain in football, and he's come back from two of them: an Achilles and a torn patellar. Clogger. Yeah, he's a clogger, but like my hat is literally off to that guy to come back from both of those injuries, let alone just one of them, and he's come back to play and actually score touchdowns and stuff, that is absolutely crazy. So uh kudos to him. Jacob Hollister and Tyler Mabry are on their uh practice squads, but yeah, just go ahead with Fant and Parkinson.
1: No, I mean I, everyone's off of Fant because it's like oh he's never been as good as what you thought he would be, but He might, and he might not be, but that doesn't mean like I'm still, he's probably my highest rostered tight end of players that are actually like relevant, that aren't just like stashes. So I'm, I'm still in on buying more fan. I don't really care where he's at. Parkinson, he's, he's big, but he's really not athletic at all. So I I don't Mm -hmm. roster Parkinson just because he's, I mean, he's like got a six RAS score and he's really slow. The only thing he's got going for him is he's big. So, yeah, I'm I'm good without Parkinsons. That's why I said they're roster coverage. But you will see people with Parkinson and uh, and Disley still on teams. So
0: oh yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, just I'm just not interested in those guys. So
0: that's it. Yep. that is it. Our uh, our depth chart porn is done for the for the season. Hopefully, this guy uh, guide helps you with um, your roster decisions here before uh, waivers close out and helps you get a head start on that because this is actually. One of the fun parts that both me and Scott enjoy is like after the season here, clearing out some of these roster clog guys and just scouring through that waiver wire and just finding, you know, hidden gems possibly that could help you for next year. So um, it's definitely one of the parts I enjoy. I think you agree.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is crunch time. You got to do it now because a lot of teams yeah. are locked after this week. So and you got to do it before the games start, because, I mean, once the games start, a lot of leagues, you can't drop the guys that have already played. So if a guy's on a roster, you can't drop them. And then uh, MFL, I know automatically if you don't change the settings, the, there's no more waivers after this week. And then sleeper that it just gets turned off automatically unless you turn it back on. So yeah. a lot of your leagues, like if they the commission isn't, you know, kind of up on things, it'll be like, yep, waivers will reopen when? Uh, yeah, March. Shit, I didn't drop Marquise Goodwin. You know what I mean? Like, just dump yeah. him now. Literally go in and cut him for anybody that's, like, young. Or if you're in Way's
0: leagues, not till August. Wait, you got to change that if you're listening. If you made it this far, buddy,
1: got to change it. Yeah, if Way's listening to this, yeah. Wait, I know he does it before the draft, but he wants to keep some of those guys in for the draft. I get that. I don't mind leagues that has some free agents in the draft. But yeah. to not open the post draft waivers until August, yeah. like preseason, nah, man, that's I I, I check out of those leagues, yep. you know, pretty quickly. So yeah, I'm, the more flexibility, the better. But if you don't have the flexibility, you you gotta go through your team and be like, okay, this player, this player, this player. What is the path in two months where he'll have any semblance of value? Right. And value, right. I mean, like, okay, he's a running back. Okay, he can make a team. Okay, someone might give me something for him. If it's Marquise Goodwin or those types of guys, like, rip off the Band-Aid. That's all I'll say. Yep.
0: All right, yeah, do America's favorite game real quick and then get out of here?
1: Yeah, it's been a marathon, but, yeah, let's roll.
0: It's America's audiobook as Brandon coined it. <laughs> All right, so I I figured uh, since Christmas just ended, we'll do another Christmas-themed one. What was uh, your favorite Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Or given. Ever.
1: So ever, not this year? Ever? Yeah, ever. Oh, man. Honestly, I'm going to probably go all the way back to... I have two that stick in my mind and they're both like kind of mundane gifts or people be like, Oh, that's not that special. So I remember when I was six years old, I got a, one of those like youth football jerseys where it came with like the helmet and the shoulder pads and stuff like that. And I remember it was a Bengals one and it, it, I, it had like the shitty little plastic helmet and, the mesh jersey and like the shoulder pads. And I think that's all that came. And it came with like a football and like a tee and it's cheap as shit. You know what I mean? It was probably like 50 bucks and it was like, really this, they're really charging for this. But I remember getting that and being so excited. Like I could open it and I was actually a football player. Now. I mean, I, I was really little. Cause I remember that was right. like, I mean, that was right when I found out that they're, you know, that, there wasn't this big fat guy that came through my chimney and dropped off the uh, presents. Right. So I remember waiting up like in the upstairs and like just looking down, being like, Ooh, when, when am I getting that football jersey? Like, cause I went down in the middle. I remember going down in the middle of the night and peeking inside the gift and opening it a little bit. So I'll remember that. Oh, and then yeah,
0: I, I think all kids have done that at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to. And then I'm the asshole that's up at like five in the morning. When are we going to open presents? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. and now yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't even want to wake up. But, uh, that, and then I got a, um, maybe I was an eight or nine. It was when Ninja Turtles were really big. And I got a, one of those like figurine sets where it had like a dozen figures and it had like Rocksteady, Bebop, like it, mm-hmm. it had like 12 figures. It had all the turtles and, Right. Uh shredder and every like it and i just remember it came in like this little case with all the weapons and stuff and i i remember finding that like a month before when my mom got it for me and i found it in her like closet and i would go in there and play with it every day while she was at work <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then i put it back and she didn't i she didn't know that i knew about it until after i got it but i had already played with it like 10 times <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so I remember pulling. The, I remember that one. I'll never forget. I had to be so excited when I opened it because I already had played with it. Oh, that's awesome! I never did
0: that. And I never got that ballsy. Wow, that's funny though. Yeah, I I used to have all the turtle stuff too, man. I used to have the big ass blimp and all the cars and they're like, the lair and and all that stuff, man. I I had so many. I literally like I could dump them all out over and it would take up the entire carpet. You couldn't even see any carpet. I had so many fucking. It's turtles. Told Don't so. you wish
1: you saved all those and never fucking opened them?
0: Right, yeah. But that's that's what kids do, you know? Same, same thing, I had all the wrestling figures. I had all those WWE and WCW action figure dudes. I had so many of them. Same thing.
1: Yep. Crazy. Did you have wrestling buddies? No,
0: I never got into those. I was just more into the figures and I got the ring and, and all that stuff. and I do my own cards and my own WrestleManias and shit like that, so... Um, but no, for my favorite Christmas present, I I think the one that stands out the most, like, you know, I've gotten, you know, all the kinds of stuff that you were mentioning. And I think my one favorite that I was legit shocked of is my grandma actually bought me a car, um, for like my sixth, for like 16th, uh, I don't know, it was like, a, I was 16 or 17, just when I was getting ready to drive. It was a shitbox, so you know, it's nothing special, but just the thought of uh, my grandma actually buying me a car that was pretty cool. So not not many people can say, hey, I got a car for Christmas you know no I, I yeah do, I um... never got a
1: car for Christmas. I, my first car was a car that my mom had had for like 20 years and she's just like, here you right. go. You, but yeah, that is kind of cool to especially when you're
0: yeah the, young. you know yeah, especially like when they say okay, there's one more gift and it happens to be you and you're like, what for me okay like I had no clue, none at all. And they opened the garage door because it was it was a snowy day out in, on Christmas, and they just opened the garage door and there's this car sitting or actually, <laughs> the snowblower was right there. I'm like, why'd you get me a snowblower? <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not the snowblower, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's the fucking car behind it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so that was, it was that was pretty cool. And then I, I'll just give a quick story about uh, my least favorite gift of all time because this one stands out big time. Um I was like 5 or 6 so obviously I, I want toys 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 and my great grandmother um got you know got me a gift she's older in her 80s or 90s probably didn't have much money and all that um so it was wrapped and all that and I open it and it's fucking raisins I'm like what I want a fucking toy I don't want fucking raisins Like, and I that has haunted me for the rest of my life. I have seriously since that day, I've never eaten like a box of like sun made raisins. Like, I'll eat them like like the cookie, the raisins and cookies and stuff, but I've seriously that traumatized me for the rest of my life that I got fucking raisins for Christmas and I haven't eaten them since other than in cookies.
1: Yeah, wow. That's like, I wouldn't even think that's almost like, oops, I forgot to get Eric a present, so let me just go over in the fucking pantry.
0: an older lady. She was in her eighties or nineties. Yeah, right.
1: Whatever. She forgot to get you a present, so let me go over in my pantry. Oop! I got a I got a couple boxes of raisins here. Let me just give them those. Yeah. It was
0: like it was like six packs. so It was like you know one of those ones. But I'm like I opened it and I looked. I'm like raisins? Like where's the toy? Where's you know something? What the fuck raisins?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that is funny.
0: yeah. All right. Well, this marathon episode is over. If you made it this far uh thank you for listening hope you guys have a had a merry christmas and all that hope you guys have a great new year hopefully uh 2023 is a lot better for all of us uh if you're still in some fantasy championships hopefully you guys win that this week too i know i'm in 11 of them scotts and a bunch as well that we mentioned at the beginning of the show so hopefully we win all that this weekend and uh bring home all that money so for uh I'm Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter. Follow the show at America's game pod on Twitter as well. And then Scott close it out. Maybe talk about what you got on destination dynasty this week.
1: Yep. One more episode of a off season strategy stuff, which you just got three hours of talking about NFC players, but uh, I'll be the last episode of that before we start live streaming. And then, uh, yeah, you can find me at Charles Chill FFB on Twitter. And uh, thanks to everybody for hanging in with another marathon. It's probably going to end up being a little over three hours once we get it all cut and, and shipped out. So this is the week. Like, I'll just leave it with this. Make sure that if you do one thing with your Dynasty teams this week and you are not in the, the championship, just glance at your roster. Forget about if you have perfect roster construction, but literally do what you can on waivers because it could be a three percent edge that you wish you would have done in three months right when you know you have an extra roster spot or you have a player that you know puts you closer to where you want to be next year so best of luck to everybody in the championships and we'll see you next week